Dungeons and Dragons has never been this outrageous. A group of friends bound together to make a cast of misfit characters dropped in a world of chaos. Mystery and reckless attacks, horror and comedy, a mixture of storytelling, dice gremlins, and a sprinkle of bugbear. Every season a new monstrosity awaits these dumbasses. Welcome to Dumbasses and Dragons. A D&D podcast starring four friends and their pet bugbear Dan, a homebrew campaign by our DM Liz. This is a horror comedy D&D set in the world of Mulheim, a large country made up of small city-states packed to the brim with nightmares and magic. This campaign follows a band of misfits self-named The Gauntlet on their way to unify the country under their banner. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Any broken rules were sacrificed for the betterment of the story. As a growing podcast, we hope to evolve and grow with our community, allowing us to upgrade our equipment and better our recording studio. Help us follow our ridiculous dreams and follow the podcast along. Thank you. And please, sit back, relax, and hope that the miser doesn't steal your coin. White's talented right there. Are we good? No. No? I mean, yeah, it's on. Oh. Is it recording? Yeah, it's recording. It doing fine? I mean, so far. I hope so. I just gotta move it closer. I know, there's a hair Jesus. Jesus. Christ. Jesus. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> More behind the scenes. <laughs> um, We're such fucks. But welcome back to our probably horrified listeners. And uh, I think we should definitely start this off with a round of introductions. So, would you go first? Hello, Lord, lowly mortals. I'm sorry. Hello, lowly mortals. My name is Deborah, and I'm playing Zamora the Force, a forge cleric whose sole focus is keeping the fires of Gond burning and maybe finding a cute boyfriend. And my name is Ed, and I will be playing the character of Zephyr. The Air Genasi Ranger, who last week found out that he enjoys an otherworldly power bigger than he's ever experienced before. And also, the Bugbear Dan, who, uh, he, he still really doesn't want to go inside. He's happy being an outside Bugbear and just enjoying uh, nature. And my name is Tyler. I am playing the Lizard Folk Fighter. Uh, named Yizik Glade Scale, uh, Prince of the Black Marsh, Masters of All Things Martial. And I may have ended up creating a monster in our small adopted demonic child. And I think I might be enabling her a bit too much. And my name is Lizzie. I am your horrific DM. And I would like to prepare you for our next adventure. So our adventurers find themselves in the city of Menista. It is a sea country that is made up of two sets of docks, a boardwalk and a dock that is separated by a little bit of grass, mostly beach. Um, There are seagulls above, the sky is clear, it smells of sea salt water and fresh dew as it rides over the sun uh, rise. The town is just starting to wake up and start to bustle. The taverns have opened for breakfast and food. The shops are starting to open their doors. The ships are starting to awake and the murmurs of sailors and pirates alike all getting up and stretching and spreading their sails starts to fill the town. And the center of the town, the only thing that's quite magnificent about it, other than the fact that it's just a dock sea town, is that there's a giant glass figure in a cloak where 
a spear in one hand and a scale in the other. And our adventures are in Larcy's tavern slash in slash bed and breakfast. It is a very large three story building. It's got a giant open area in the back with an open stable that Dan is in and was sleeping in. And it also had Larcy, the owner, who introduced herself to the characters as they arrived into town, led them to her inn, uh, gave them a relatively okay price on rooms and food and board. And then uh, two of our adventurers woke up to pieces of her in their bedroom floor. We come back to you now as both Yizik and Zephyr find Elsie covered in Larcy's blood with half of her face on the floor. Uh, I want to roll perception to see uh, how much of that scene Zephyr actually sees. Okay. That'd be 15. So what you see is that as you're looking at the bedroom and you're sleepy, exhausted eyes start to open up fully and you're awakened with the sight, you realize that there are little streaks of blood across the floor and there are fingernail marks deep embedded in the wood of your floorboards, almost as if something were being dragged, almost like it were sucked in inch by inch because there are parts that are deeper than others, as if someone was trying to claw their way back out. and there are no pieces of her left other than half her face um, that is open-eyed, uh, it's marred and ripped, um, like something with sharp teeth. And uh, Elsie is standing there. She's got some blood stained around her cheeks and it's in her lips and it's all down the front of her like simple dress. Um, and her hands are just drenched in blood. Oh, and there are handprints on the windows because she had her hands up on the windows. Are we on the first story? You guys are on the third floor. Oh, thank God. Okay. No one's going to, like, walk by and say bloody handprints. Um, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, Zephyr's not really shocked because he kind of expected that something was going to happen at some point. You guys were um, warned ahead of time. Marcus did tell you that she would eat someone. What is Elsie doing? Is she just sitting there? Is she... She, when we last left off, uh, Yizik had walked up and, like, had started trying to, like, bring her away from the window so he could clean her up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's just kind of standing there, uh, relatively um, happy... Uh, she seems a bit sleepy, though, as he's, like, trying to wipe the blood off of her face with a clean towel. Um, she's doing the whole full-belly yawn and... <laughs> as he's cleaning off her face. Well, uh, like, did I get her pretty clean? Like, she's not going to stain the bed if I put her down in there, or...? I mean, her clothes are drenched in blood, so... Okay. Um, you guys could change her. You do have an extra dress for her that she came with. Um, in your sacks, so... Um, okay, okay. I mean, I guess we'll try and just get that off her, because I'm going to chuck that as soon as I can. Um, so, Elsie gets changed, um, her face is wiped off, um, and you guys tuck her into bed, and she falls asleep almost instantly. So, we should probably tell them about this. The You mean, uh, Zamora and... 
I don't know if Dan's really gonna understand it, so let's not let's not worry about that. But we should probably tell some more. Do, do we go and tell them, or do we bring them here and show them? I look down at the body, like, yeah, okay, let's let's go get her. There's only just the part of the face left. She's yeah. eaten the whole body. Oh, I thought she just ate the face off. I oh, thought okay. that too, yeah, but okay. when she no. was explaining it, okay. she so ate there's, there's everything no, except there's for almost part nothing of the face. left. There's almost nothing left. It is just a quarter of her skull. You can see her right eye, partially of her cheek and her forehead, and her hair, which is how you identified her. Okay. Um, but other than the streaks of blood on your floor and the um, kind of puddle that was where Elsie was standing, there's nothing left of her oh, that you can see. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna say too much. I've eaten people too, so. Yeah, let's go get her. Let's go try and wake her up. Uh, so you guys leave your room. Their room is across the hall from you, so you can go straight to their door and knock. Ugh, what? What? I open the door. So, uh, hi. You oh. wanna... We have something to show you. Okay, come on. Come on, Archimedes, Artemis, Artichoke. Come on. <laughs> Archimedes is like... Hair is like half cocked to the left. Her cloak is like half backwards, so it's up on the left side of her face, and she's full stumbling into the hallway. It's so early. It's so early. And then Come on, Lily, Lily just literally rises straight in a 90-degree angle. Well, she's been waiting. <laughs> stands up, brushes off a little bit, and she's completely pristine. Hair is brushed and pinned back, and she just flounces after you guys. When we get done with this, sleep? can you coil my hair like yours? I just love your pin waves. Oh, absolutely. It's really cute. <laughs> I can't maybe, wait for a girl's night. Maybe if I take care of my hair, I can find a boyfriend. Oh my god! <laughs> we look into your room. There's some blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. um, oh so my this, god! This wasn't me this time. <laughs> okay, but are you gonna finish that face? Oh my god. No. It's oh. the innkeeper. Was, uh, so as yeah, you're like, that's was. the innkeeper, you see Archimedes immediately wake up, put her hand back, and yank the door shut. And she's like, all right, if it's not yours, whose is it? I just point to Elsie sitting on the bed sleeping. And you find Elsie, sweet little Elsie, passed out, curled up, all warm like a little kitten, up against the bed sheets and pillows. I hold, and the, I hold her bloody dress up. Uh, this is about all that's left. Oh my god. So we should have. Uh, he did warn us, Artemis. Well... I didn't figure it would be so soon. I also did not think she would kill the innkeeper. But he did say that the last person that she ate was the guy who came to that town. And oh, he yeah. replaced yeah. him with a fake image for a couple weeks, so... Oh yeah, so she might be a bit He hungry. kind of was telling us that the next people that we encountered were gonna be eaten. Why couldn't it have been those frickin' dwarves? No one would've cared. She could've ate the moose. Or can you just I like, mean, I, don't, I don't know if I want to give her a hairball this young. It's, it's really bad for the esophagus. Yeah, her whole yeah, I mean, system. I wouldn't have eaten the moose. She ate the almost naked innkeeper, and now we have a problem. So... Damage control. Uh, how long do you think before people are going to notice this innkeeper that seems to be very prevalent in the community of this town? I have an idea. I have an idea. Oh, God. One of us is her cousin. Probably not the lizard. <laughs> One of us is the innkeeper's cousin, and that's why we came into town yesterday. She had to go take care of a family issue. 
So one of us can go get my seven gold back and, <laughs> and run it in. Did she eat the gold? Was it on her? It's probably in the cash drawer in her room or something. I hope She's... it's not in the little girl. Listen, I don't... I don't think if Elsie could gold? eat metal. Oh, okay. That innkeeper was wearing a sheet and some jewelry. Like, there wasn't anything yeah, on her for... There was no pockets in that. In her tartan. <laughs> in her moo In her moo There was no pockets in that. She wasn't wearing seven gold. She barely owned seven gold. It's back into mine now. So, <laughs> so um, real quick, before we continue this conversation... Somebody wipe those handprints off that window so we can stop advertising murder. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go and just clean all that stuff up. <laughs> you take the towel and you're like, wax on, wax off. Uh, um, Lily, can you take care of at least the blood on the floor? If we can't take care of the scratches, we gotta at least get the blood off this floor. Mm. Artemis, get every piece of bloody clothing and wrap it up in a white sheet, and we'll just say we're we're do. Flipping rooms because we're taking care of the inn for her, right? Right. So we're going to be flipping rooms. I like it. Okay. We can do this. We can do this. We can run an inn. That's going to be profitable. While this is going on, I'm going to break off and I'm going to see if I can find uh, Larcy's room. Larcy's room? Um, Go ahead and roll investigation for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not good. It's a four. Um, there are a lot of fucking rooms in this three-story <laughs> building. Um, How many? You actually knock on a couple of doors and get grumpy responses back. It's like um, 5 a.m. However, uh, as a bounty hunter, I have proficiency in tracking people and creatures. So can I tell maybe like where she came from? Yeah. Um, um, so while you're investigating, you can. Quick question. While you were outside of the room tracking, did you happen to see any fucking suspicious blood drops or scratches or uh, anything like that? It's basically what I'm asking. So you aren't finding her room, but you do find like the scent of like coconuts and oils and other things that people around this town have uh, used, but specifically hers. It kind of she smells like protection from the beach. Um, like a little bit of magic, a little bit of oils, um, a little bit of fresh Marco grass. In my life. A little, a little bit, bit of Jessica in my side. Anyway, um, fuck God, stop making me squirrel, man. <laughs> um, but you get a scent of her that you remember from when you guys first were introduced to her, and you also see footprints uh, that are dirty on the floor, almost as if someone with. Um, bare feet who had been in the water and walked up through the beach with sand was walking down the hallway. It's not Larcy's feet that you see, but you do smell Larcy following these feet. The feet stop at your doorway and that's where you see Larcy's blood begin. What does that mean? I didn't clock that she was magical at all. Um... Hmm. Um. Different. Do I sense that it's magical, or? You sense that Larcy was following someone through the house and stopped at your guys' door, and that's when Elsie ate her. Hmm. Oh, so there was someone else. Hmm. Okay. 
I'm gonna are keep these that to myself. I'm just gonna go back to the room. Like extremely visible? Are they water? Are they gonna disappear over time? Uh, everyone, if anyone else is leaving the room, go ahead and roll perception for me. Heck yeah. Ah, uh, don't worry about that. And so you all are kind of in the room trying to clean up. Um, but as you join the group back in the room, a lot of people are starting to come out into the hall and you watch as those footprints get smushed underneath other guests and visitors' feet. Good, 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 good. Nobody else is really paying any attention to them. And they're all hungry going down for breakfast. Thank God. Um, I'm going to watch people coming out of the rooms. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see if there's any room that like is appears vacant, like nobody's coming out of it. Um, go ahead and roll perception with advantage for me. And also, we're on the third floor. You don't know a lot about hotels. Do you think her room is on the third floor? Yeah, I figure she'd be <laughs> it's somewhere. It's definitely on the first floor, right next to the office, is where her room is going to be. Uh, but you do notice there are two rooms towards the very far end that the doors don't open eventually, and you don't hear sounds coming out of it. There aren't lights in it. Um, there's just natural light coming out from underneath the doors. Okay. Um, so those are the two empty rooms on this floor. So Why? as far as you can tell. While he's hanging around, just looking, um, uh, me and Artemis, and I'm gonna try to have Lily hang out with us too. We gotta go make sure that breakfast is going. Nobody needs to check out because like, if we're gonna oh, yeah. run this in, we have to run. This we gotta in. go downstairs and make sure it's functioning. So, um, you notice that Archimedes walks down. She fixes her hair. Um, under her cloak and just completely flips her cloak inside out and on the inside is white silk and it becomes a white silk Fancy. robe that's on um, and she comes up just walks straight behind the desk there are two people standing there and they're like what who are you and she goes so unfortunately Larcy had to buy a business loan from me and she defaulted on that loan there you so go. Uh, this is my business now. And both of them were like, oh, well, we just, we, we just, we're just visiting, just visiting, just visiting. And she like pulls up a paper and she's like, oh, well, Larcy seems to have charged you for this, this, and this much. They're like, oh, and they just hand over a small bag of coins and uh, they walk away from the entrance. And that is on Archimedes getting a nat 20 for Fuck deception. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> So Archimedes is at the front. Um, You and Lily come go all the way downstairs. Archimedes has got the desk, and you guys walk into the banquet hall, and you see servers already putting out food. Cool. Um, Kitchen's already kind of running on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, No one really looks up because, as far as they're concerned, you're still guests, but they also aren't looking for Larcy yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Okay. So. This seems to be going well. What About what time of the day is it? It's early it's morning. Pro- it's serving. a little past sunrise. The sun's starting to go up in the sky, but it's not quite hot outside yet. Okay. Um, Dan's still out in the stable, right? Dan is still out in the mm-hmm. stable. I need Dan to roll a wisdom saving throw for me. You got this, Dan. Uh, it's a 10. He is still holding on to his phobia of enclosed spaces. Um, he is okay in the stable because it doesn't have a closed front. It's just the top and the sides and the long back. 
um, and they're open stalls. Um, Roofs are okay. It's yeah. just walls. It's, it's when all it's five. all, all yeah. of it combined. So it's yeah. an actual enclosed space. Um, he's If it's missing a full picture and it's only partial, he's okay. Um, so Zephyr is upstairs. Zamora and Lily are walking into the banquet hall. Where's Yizik? Uh, I'm just still trying to clean up the room and get everything done. Um, so go ahead and roll me... Let's say... Let's go with intelligence. That's too bad. I'm not very... Oh, that's a 19. Never mind. Okay, okay. so... Sometimes um, you don't have to be very. You uh, find cleaning products behind the bathroom, uh, like cabinet doors or whatever, that the staff here use to clean the bathroom, um, and you start cleaning the room itself, um, and you think fast on your feet about getting the towels and um, wrapping all of the bloody stuff up in one and then getting all of the sheets except for the ones that Elsie is currently using and just continuously wrapping it up and wrapping it up and then you sling it over your shoulder like Santa Claus and you start heading out and you uh, follow other staff who've started flipping sheets and you just start following them down the hallway and they end up going, oh, here, here, I'll take that from you. Oh, well, thanks. Appreciate you. And you just flop this giant sack of sheets and they're like oh don't worry about it we'll we'll come clean your room every day you don't have to bring us your sheets ah no it's fine don't worry about it i was just trying to help you guys oh that's really sweet of you and a lot of people don't help around here but yeah uh thanks that just means we know what room were you in uh yeah go ahead and roll persuasion for me i don't remember at all Oh, actually a 17. You point directly at your door and they're okay. like, ah, got it. That one. Got Thank it. You. Uh, we, have a, we have a little girl in there with us. She's sleeping. You know, I don't want to be bothered. We'll uh, wake her up later on. We, we won't disturb her, I promise. We're, mm-hmm. we're starting at the top and going to the bottom, so we'll... Uh, Appreciate you. you. Well, you have a fun day. Um, and you watch as a couple of overly worked, underpaid staff members pull wagons of dirty sheets and towels. Mm-hmm. So I'm between two rooms. Yeah. Are they, like, next to each other, across the hall from each other? They are across from the hall of each other, so they're at the very last. Okay. Um, like, it's a giant hallway, and they're the very last two up against the la- the end wall, okay. and it's the outside wall. So, the door on the left, mm-hmm. I'm going to knock. Uh, you hear silence. I'm going to check the door. Is it locked? It is locked. Door on the right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna knock. You hear silence. Check the door. Is it locked? It's unlocked. It's unlocked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chances are, if there was something forcing Larcy to leave her room like that, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have thought to lock the door. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go in the door that's unlocked. Uh, you open to a room that looks just like yours. And it's clean except for a couple of sandy footprints that lead to the window, and the window is open. Um, are there any, like, um, like, are there chests or drawers or anything? It's an empty guest room, but, um, it is completely clean except for the couple of footprints that go up to the windowsill, and then the windowsill is pushed all the way open, and you can smell the air as it, uh, brushes in and the footsteps stop there at the windowsill. Is there anything unusual about the window or... Go ahead and roll perception. 
Oh god. Eleven? It is open. It's open. Okay. It's open and it's not supposed to be open. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna leave the room and I'm gonna go downstairs. Alrighty. Um, so you guys are in a bustling uh, bed and breakfast hotel. Uh, people are starting to get food. Staff have now suddenly been uh, tuned to the fact of, oh shit, did, did Larcy get, did, I, I don't remember her getting a loan for this place, but to be fair, she, she hired us after it was built. Maybe she just didn't want to tell you. She was trying yeah. to get it straightened out without you guys being aware of it. She probably didn't want to, you know, affect you guys too much. You see a server kind of uh, walk up to uh, your guys' table that you guys have now gotten. Um, it's more of the staffer's table at the back right of the inn tends to be the staff's table to eat breakfast um, when they go on breaks and they're switching shifts and stuff. Um, and you guys have sat down and Archimedes has come over with a plate and they're all essentially all stopping by to kind of smooch the boss. boss. Yeah, yeah <laughs> kind of schmooze on the new boss. Um, and Archimedes has got a blank face on. Um, she's slowly eating her meat. She's like, Unfortunately, money talks, and Larcy doesn't speak much. Mm-hmm. And anymore. What? That wasn't in game. I'm just. I'm just being, <laughs> I was gonna I'm say. I'm a dick. <laughs> um, Archimedes is just kind of sitting there, trying to play off the loan shark to the best of her abilities, and all the other stuff is like, well, uh, it's it's nice to have a new boss. It's nice to have a new new boss. Um, we're gonna get going with Brett. We're, yeah, yeah. Have, we'll see you later, boss. And they all kind of filter in and out saying their hellos and goodbyes. And you know um, after breakfast that there are about 30 staff. Um, there's uh, the cooks, there's the wait staff, there's the um, cleaning staff, and the uh, like laundry staff who are down in the laundry rooms at all times, and then there are the barn staff. There's about two uh, stable boys that come in and out, um, getting water and food as they're you know taking care of the animals that are outside. Um, so it's a pretty much its own self-sustaining business. I love it. I love it. Excellent. So, Archimedes, let's make sure that we're getting a return on our profits and kill this, that'd be great. Um, I'm gonna get Dan some food, because he seems like he's gonna be hungry. I'm gonna go check out town. Anybody want to go going with. look at town? Going with. Alright, let's uh, pile up a plate for Danny Boy, check on him, make sure he's good, and then I wanna go check out, check out Ministra. So, you walk out uh, into town and you've picked up Dan and he's eating a giant turkey leg just like walking up behind you guys. Um, directly to your right, um, on your boardwalk, there are a couple of houses and other such structures that are there. But as for shops, you've got a bookstore that is kind of about 10, 15 feet away from the inn. Um, you've got a smaller clothing and uh, like accessories boutique that's in between that and the smithy, which takes up the size of like three, four houses. Um, it's the only building in the entire town that is of black steel and black stone um but it also has like four chimneys and there's smoke coming out of it it smells like a smithy mm-hmm. um there is a large tavern past the smithy that you can hear people going in and out of 
Does that say gargoyle piss? It does say gargoyle piss. It is painted on the sides and the front of the tavern. Um, it is made with tan and bamboo wood. It is very clean from the outside, except for the red, harsh paint that spells out gargoyle piss on it. I fucking love it. I bet they're I, my people. I read that as gargoyle piss tower, and I was about to be very, very afraid. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> and but then it's a tavern, <laughs> so that speaks well to their homebrew. Oh, yeah. And then there's a very far-off, busted-down shack at the end of the boardwalk itself. And then, of course, behind you is the uh, about... 20 to 30 feet of beach um, that walks into the docks itself. Now, the docks are kind of raised up, so you can go down the beach and go underneath the docks and go straight into the water and like walk and have fun that way. Um, or you can take steps up onto the dock um, near the fishing shack and the dock shore shop, and there are stairs leading up to the docks from there, and that is where the uh, boats are stationed at. They well, built that giant statue on sand. That's very odd. In the middle of the beach. Yeah, it's in. It's about 15 feet from the boardwalk um, and about 15 feet from the dock. So it's like dead center of the beach. That's wow. very interesting. I mean, just the craftsmanship. I'm going to for sure just go ahead and go to the bookstore because I already know what I'm looking for. And I am heading to the miser shack. Straight to the miser shack? So the busted up shit. I want to find there. out who this guy is. Alrighty. Um, all you remember is that last night, Larcy had said that old miser was kind of looking for some help, but she didn't ask what kind of help he was looking for because she didn't want to talk to him. Oh, yeah. um, so that's his shack at the end. Yeah. Um, and Zephyr, what is Zephyr doing? Zephyr wants to go out on the beach and just see if um, anything looks different than it did yesterday. Okay. Um, so... We'll go in order. So you went to the bookshop. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to have Dan stay with Zephyr because uh, you guys are go- both going in buildings. Bodies. But uh, yeah. you walk into the bookstore and you open glass pane doors. And you walk in and it is wall-to-wall shelves, floor-to-ceiling. It's a two-story building, but there are no floors in between. It is just shelves. And it's a labyrinth of shelves throughout the store. You can see a tiller to your right where there's a uh, elderly lady at a desk and she's got a cash register um, and she's got a couple of stacks of books that she's going through and like marking and then putting on a cart. And then you see another till at the other end and the entire ceiling is glass. And it's almost diamond, like the bottom of a diamond shape. So it's pointed up and it's reflecting light into the shop itself. Um, and you do notice that there is a air elemental up at the top that is cycling air throughout the book. So you hear the soft wisps of paper as it's flipping. Um, there are a couple of pedestals with bigger books that are, uh, kind of out for display. Um, but there are about six to 10 people kind of walking around the bookstore looking at stuff. It's, it's massive. Okay, I'm going to go over to the lady and I'm going to say, hello, ma'am. I'm looking for some books that a learned person might find very interesting. He's into infernal and um, prophecies. Uh, so he's one of those magic types, isn't he? He really enjoys learning everything he can about the different kinds of magic. 
they're they're always cute, but sometimes they're not as smart as I think they are. You know, I'm learning that, but I kind of like making him think I think he's smarter than he actually is. Does that make Playing sense? Playing the long con. Yes. See what you're going uh-huh. for. It's like I know exactly how smart he is, but if I'm like, oh, babe, you're super smart, he'll like me more. Fair. It's a fair point. It's how me and Edgar have lasted so long. I mean. It's just, you gotta make them feel smart and like they made the choice, mm-hmm. but it's really, it's the head leading the neck. We exactly. We know who made the choice and it wasn't them. Exactly. <laughs> uh... I think I got you, man. Gregorovich, I've got a request for you. And you watch as a tiny aeromental pops off from the larger one and comes down to the bottom. And before you is a wispy um, version of a humanoid figure. Um, They've got short, choppy, white, wispy hair. Um, They're wearing a pressed suit. And they've got almost a transparent face, but it's tinted all like purple and light lavender um and he bows to you he goes i hear we're looking for did you say in infernal yes anything Ah. infernal or with prophecies well i I do have some sections on prophecies and i do have a, a a case on infernal stuff were you looking for more classic works or more modern interpretations Classic. We are definitely an old school, original draft sort of guy. We're, we've got a good taste. Follow me. And he leads you to the right, um, and he kind of floats above the floor as he goes to the right and down an aisle and around the bend. And you come to a bookcase that is darker than the others. Um, and it's got glass doors on it that he pulls open. Um, there are no locks or anything, but it looks like cabinet doors that are made of glass. Um, and he pulls open about the third one up, and there are a couple of books that are thick leather bound. Mm-hmm. Some of them are more inscribed than others. Some of them have gold lettering, some of them silver, some of them have burnt edge lettering on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of steps back and he's like, anything in this cabinet, it will forever get you the heart of someone who enjoys classic infernal literature. Perfect. So, do you read infernal? I, I, I've, I've perused, uh, oh, are we looking for more I fiction know, or autobiography? I know a title. I was just wondering if you have it. It's called The Angry One. Oh! Uh, so, that one is more of a, a children's uh, mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's right here, and he kind of goes down a couple of bookcases and down. Um, it's also a dark bookcase, but not this same one that you were at. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have any glass doors on it, and he goes to the very bottom, and there are a couple of children's uh, novels that are bound in kind of like light, uh, almost pale uh, leather. It's not quite leather. It's a mixture of paper and other materials that have been smoshed together to make it hard enough for kids not to rip, but it's not expensive so that if it does get damaged, you don't feel so bad about Mm -hmm. losing money to it. Um, And he pulls out one, and it's almost spotted, and it's got uh, the angry one, and it's got a grumpy-faced troll on the front. Um, And he pulls it up, and he's like, do you have a little one on the way? Oh, yes. She's actually she's sleeping right now. She's quite a handful. Um, but I'll also take that one that was glittery. Uh, the, ah, yes, and he pulls out, uh, it's a black, 
thick bound book. It's got golden glittering letter on the outside. Um, and it has an infernal name that you can't read, but on the front, the only symbol that is there is a circle with kind of like a curly Q through the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And it's got writing around the curly Q shape. Okay, outstanding. Um, and when you open it up, it's unlike a lot of other books which have like an aged parchment. This one feels almost like it was made written on fabric and it is still pristine from the day it was printed, but you can smell the ink mm. on it. I love it. So I'll, I'll take these two books. And do you have any parchment and quills that I can buy? Of course, they're up at the desk. Right. Uh, Madame Froze will assist you with that purchase. Did you have any other questions for books? Uh, that's all I'm going to need for today, but I will probably be back. Thank you oh, so much. It is my pleasure, my lady. Absolutely. And you watch as he wisps back up and disappears into the air elemental, and you carry your two books up to the desk. Um, Madame Frones uh, puts them on the desk, uh, gets a pack of parchment, um, a quill and ink, and uh, starts ringing you up for your order. Um, it's about a gold and a silver piece. Perfect. I give her uh, gold and five silver pieces, say the rest is for you. I love this place. I can't wait to come back. I can't wait to hear you get your man. I hope, I hope that you just have the most wonderful day. I sure will try. Thank and you. And she puts it in a bag and you can leave. Where did Archimedes go? She's still at the inn? Uh, yes. Okay, um, cool. So, Yizik. Yeah, what's up with the miser? get all the way down to the end of the boardwalk and you come to a one-story shack that has what looks like a shark bite out of the middle of it. Jesus Christ. And cool. there are bars across where it was bitten into, um, but no one has repaired it other than sealing off the inside that was, a, a, you know, visible from the out. Um, the door is ajar because it hangs the wrong way. It's almost at an angle and like it's been shaved a little bit. Um, and you can see light from inside uh, and it smells heavily of alcohol. I'm going to try and uh, knock on the door, I guess. Uh, roll strength check for me. Okay. Uh, that's a 16. Yeah, it breaks. I figured so. Um, you took one knuckle to it. The hinges, and it just, duh, duh, duh. the door falls into three parts on the floor. Um, and you are face to face with an old man only wearing boxers. <laughs> Lovely. At a table. Bowl of sludge and he's staring up at you and then down at his sludge and then up at you and then he looks around his house um you do notice there are three unconscious people just littered across the ground um one is human one is very small and gnomish looking um one is almost like it looks a lot like Zephyr, but blue. Ooh, Don't bring genius. him home. I want the gnome. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing you don't need help with your problem anymore? They're not my problem. No, those are... My... Uh, what can I do for you? Someone told me you had a problem, and I need money. 
Fair, fair point. Uh, uh, so uh, what I need is someone who is strong and not afraid of anything. I want to I wanna flex at him just to show my strength. You might break the house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Too strong, too strong. <laughs> Go ahead and strength check. <laughs> roll uh, either, if you want to persuade him to think that you're strong, um, go ahead and roll persuasion. Or if you want to intimidate him with your strength, roll intimidation. Oh, I was going to try and do a performance. Oh, okay. go ahead and roll I performance. I want to do like a big old flex. If you want to do a big old flex like uh, the Rock Johnson. That is going to be a 15. Uh, so you... Ooh. Ah. And he's like... I'm sorry, young man, but I'm not exactly interested in lizards. But I do see your muscular... Yeah, so, uh, are you afraid of the dark? No, I don't think so. This is where Gizzit's gonna pick up a phobia. <laughs> uh, I do you... have dark vision, so... Good, you'll need it. Uh, are you afraid of drowning? No, I come from a swamp. That was kind of the whole thing of growing up. Well, good, uh, then it sounds like you're my man. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not quite dressed myself. But meet me at the docks at sunset, and if you rid me of this terrible, terrible problem, then I will pay your weight in gold. I don't understand the human culture. Do I get naked too, or...? No, no, please no. Okay. As I said, I have no real interest in lizards. Okay. Um, And as he kind of like turns and shuffles uh you see his boxers kind of wiggle around him as if there's not much underneath anything and it's mostly <laughs> air um Figure so. you hear a small toot as he scoodles out of the room however uh the gnome <clears throat> mighty fuck god shit the hell happened who the hell are you who the hell are you I don't fucking know. I came here to do a job, and there's three unconscious bodies here. And it's not exactly unusual in this place. Uh, wait, you said a job? Yeah. I think I had a job. I was... He said something about the dark and water. Yeah, there's a lot about... There, it, I mean, it, it, I guess it gets dark everywhere, but, like, it gets dark here, too. And there's water. There's yeah. water out by the docks. You have a good point. I think my liver hurts. Um, Thankfully, we don't have those. Uh, oh, God. Oh, I can't feel my foot. Uh, is my foot still there? And he puts both legs out, and he does indeed have two feet. Uh, actually, both of them are missing. Fuck! Oh, shit! Uh, roll deception for me. Uh, 21. Hmm. Fuck, shit, God! Oh, God, how am I... Oh, God, how am I supposed to... Oh, God! And he starts crying. It's all right, buddy. I, I, I got you. I'm gonna I'm pick him up. How, how... Tell me how you're gonna pick him up. Does he have any clothes on? I mean, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna, like, grab him by his, like, shirt or whatever. Roll string check for me. Uh, is that a nine or a six? I don't know. The nine and the six are both like literally right next to each other. 
Uh, I'm gonna say that's a 19. You rip the shirt off of him. <laughs> As you pull the shirt, oh god! <laughs> Was I not wearing clothes? Fuck, did I? Yeah, actually you weren't, so I just chuck it behind Jesus. me. Jesus! Was that my skin you ripped off? I can't feel anything. No, no, I, I don't think I, I don't think I did. That doesn't taste like gnome. Am I a gnome? I, honestly, I don't know at this point. Who am I? Oh, God. And as he's freaking out, you feel the wet slap of water lick up the side of your face, and you just watch like a bucket's worth of water whoosh over him as the water genasi stumbles up, and he's like, Fucking Argus, shut up! Who, who the hell are you? My name is Barry, and we got very drunk last night, uh, I think. I can see that. I think Miser had a lot to do with it. There was a lot of alcohol. We don't trust pirates. Okay. Don't ever trust pirates. I don't know what that is. Who the fuck are you? I'm gonna flex again. Go and roll performance. <laughs> he doesn't know how to human. Common is hard. 16. <laughs> so you... Ooh, ah, he's like... I mean, you're hot, but... I don't, I still don't know who the fuck you are. You don't need to worry about it. You should worry about your gnome there. His shirt just ripped off while he was asleep or something. He had a shirt up? God, Argus, get dressed. Damn. Fuck. Ah, uh, Hyman. Hyman. Hyman, are you, are you breathing? Uh, I'm not going to pop you. <laughs> Hyman, are you breathing? Oh, and no, they broke the Hyman. <laughs> no. forward and vomit just pulls out of his face and it just all over the floor. Um, He's speaking your language now. Okay. (laughs) I I think I understood that. Shit. Argus, what did we drink last night? You might be pleased to know you just said beer and draconic. It's cool. Cool. Hey. Barry. I know draconic now. (laughs) <laughs> it was a little off on that one, but it's alright. What well, are you guys doing in the shack? Time. We got off the boat because Miser... We, we got off the boat. Yeah? And Miser gave us a lot of fucking alcohol. Okay. I don't remember how much. There was so much. And, uh, Hyman just flops back and you hear the clunk of his skull against the floor as he just stares up at the ceiling. Well. And uh, Barry looks at you and he goes, so you took, you took Miser's job, did you? I assume so, yeah. I haven't done it yet. I really hope you're much smarter than we are. Do I have to kill him? Kill who? Miser. No, he's... He's crazy old man, but he's... The problem is, is that you gotta go kill something for him. Oh, that's, that's fine. I got this. 
I have a dwarf. And just know, uh, if you come back alive but you lose, he'll make you drink until you're sick, and then you might forget who you are, like Argus. And Argus is like, that's not, is that my name? I don't, I don't know. What is, what am I? Am I do I have feet? The lizard said I didn't have feet. <laughs> is he a gecko? I don't know what geckos look like. And, uh... Alright, well, I'm just gonna leave, because I don't even know what's going on at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna just go and try to find one of them. And you got, you uh, walk out, and you see uh, Zamora walking out with a bag full of books and stuff, um, and she's... Are you headed towards the inn, or towards... I'm gonna go to the boutique. I'm gonna go to all the shops today. Gotcha. I'm gonna um, follow her to the boutique. So, Zephyr and Dan have come up onto the beach, and what are you looking for? Um, so I want to see if there's anything different about the beach today than there was before we went to sleep last night. Go ahead and investigate. Ooh. A nat 20 for Zephyr and a 14 for Dan. So Dan is kind of looking for anything that says bad guy to him. Mm-hmm. So any, um, you know, blood, he's looking for... Um, like stolen artifacts that are on the beach. Um, he's finding a lot of people running around, and uh, also I want to add before, uh, like while Dan and I are walking towards the beach, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I will have explained what happened with Elsie and Lucy to him. Gotcha. Um, so he's looking for whoever those footprints belong to, and he's also looking for any um, any other people who might have put Elsie in danger. Um, you, uh, he's finding, he finds a piece of cloth. Um, it looks like fish netting, um, the kind of really thin netting that they use to get like clams and crabs. Um, so it doesn't have a lot of holes in it. It's pretty like tight knit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like cheesecloth. It's so tight knit. Um, and he finds a chunk of it that has a barnacle that's kind of suctioned to it and is kind of adhered to it. So it's a, a thick barnacle on a thin piece of fabric, uh, fish netting. Um, and he finds a couple of crunched seashells that look like someone has stepped on them, but there's also a large crowd. Um, you see f- like a family down by the beach. You're seeing people starting to get back onto the ships and leave the ships. Um, so there is no trail for him to find. Um, but he is finding evidence that something came out from the water. Um, also, he's going to take the, the fishnet and the crushed seashells and put them in his inventory. Okay. Um, however, Zephyr finds himself slowly walking towards the statue. Um, and what he didn't see from yesterday after being surrounded by a large crowd is that he finds... The statue itself, despite being a giant glass statue, is embedded deep on thick pillars of sandstone that go down into the sand. And no matter how much you, like, push at it, it doesn't move or give. Um, It's almost like it's all the way down to the base rock. Um, And he finds at the foot of the statue is a heart. It is a crusty, rotten, fleshy heart. Um, 
and it's about four days old. Mm. Ew. So we're supposed to be looking for the heart of the betrayer. Mm-hmm. How many days ago did we leave uh, fucking uh, Bender? You left Bender about three, four days ago? That was uh, what I was afraid of. Yeah. What else do I notice about the heart? Like, uh, you said... It looks... Crusty, rotten, fleshy. Like, is there a smell to it? Oh, it smells rot. It smells bad. It's bad. It smells bad. Um, and what you do notice is that no one seems to be going anywhere near the statue. They're all keeping a safe distance from it. Um, but you also never noticed anyone, like, getting at the base and worshipping at it. This looks like kind of like a, a ritual token, a sacrifice to something. Um, someone placed it specifically in the middle. There's no pool of blood. There's no sand. It is pristine, despite the fact that the object itself is rotten and gross. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. I'm not messing with that. <laughs> it's fair. It's a fair point. Um, is there anybody else on the beach? Uh, there's a family down at the water. Um, it's a family of like half elves. Um, they're in bathing suits and they're playing How in the many? water. There's a mother and a father and about three kids. And do I feel anxious when I see them? Uh, if the idea of going near them gives you a little bit of a heart palpitation, but you don't feel anxious because they're not anywhere near you. They're about 15 feet away. So you get a little bit of a butterfly at the idea of going up to that many people, but you... Basically, I'm asking, is it time for my wisdom saving throw yet? If you're going to go talk <laughs> to them, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to walk towards them. Hopefully. Got this. Hopefully. What'd you get? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> got a nine. So, uh... He's like, maybe so I'm later. guessing I, I probably walk towards them, uh, and maybe I get within 10 feet, and then I, I freeze. Um, so if you're going to go up and you're going to try and talk to them, note that any persuasion, intimidation, or uh, deception tech checks you're getting with disadvantage because you are feeling afraid of this crime. Yeah, no, I, I full stop mm-hmm. like 10 feet away from them, and I do not go uh, any further. I need Dan to roll perception for me. Fourteen. Uh, so Dan notices that you like start up like you're gonna go talk to them, and so he starts following you, and then he sees you freeze up, um, and you feel a large lanky arm come around your midsection, plunk you out of the sand, and twist both you and him away from the family. And he pats you on the shoulder, and he's like, "He's okay. We know, we know like buildings, and they look funny." He's okay. And Dan what? starts walking back towards the boardwalk. Um, what time of day is it? It's a little past uh, morning, so uh, for regular time's sake, probably about 10 o'clock. 
Um, the sun is up. It's not like full middle of the sky. It's okay. pointed down at an angle. Gotcha. Um, you notice that the ships have some, two of them have their sails open as if they're about to leave in the next couple hours. Um, two of them are locked up tight, like they're staying here for a day or two. Um, and uh, you hear people around you um, as the town start, starts to like get into full swing. So what are uh, Yizik and Zamora doing? Okay, so I'm gonna go into the boutique and I'm gonna be looking for clothes. I'm just, what's, what's in the boutique? So you walk into, it's a relatively smaller building than the bookshop. It's, um, it's about like two bedroom, three bedroom size. Uh, it's got one separation from right to left. There's a big wall in the middle of uh, kind of crystalline pillars and there are things hung from them. They're like long capes and long dresses. Um, everything here is like, beach themed so there are um long flowing uh like dresses that really have no shape um there are a lot of uh like swimming wear there's um some sailor gear there's muddy boots um there's all sorts of like uh if you're going out fishing or crabbing all of that is in there you don't really see any mountain gear you don't see any coats um you see a lot of flowing dresses and really thin cloth shirts and trousers is there a person standing there? Yeah, there are two women who are standing towards the front. Um, they're both elves. Um, they're <laughs> they're both high elves, um, and oh, so Jesus. they're about six feet tall, long blonde me. hair. Um, we're about to have a pretty woman situation. They're wearing flowing dresses um, that are only cinched at the middle with like a metal chain belt, uh, and one of them turns. She's like, Oh, oh hi. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking for some beautiful dresses for my seven-year-old daughter. She's uh, she's human, so like a human-sized seven-year-old. Oh, so about your height still? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. The shade. <laughs> hey. Uh-huh. So, excuse you. <laughs> excuse you, we're recording. Ugh. <laughs> uh, what uh? What colors are she? She's into? her hair is dark, so she would really do well in greens and blues. I'm wanting to buy a whole wardrobe. She's mm. uh, she's still very messy. So I'm wanting to buy her several dresses, but in like greens and blues, very sea happy ocean colors. Yeah. Ah, excellent. A a mermaid princess vibe, yes. if you will. Excellent. Uh, it, follow me this way. And, she strides uh, down and you get to a, like a more children-esque uh, section. There are gowns of all colors. Uh, they're all like silks and satins. And then you have some cotton dresses. Um, some of them are more basic than others. Um, it kind of depends on how much you want to spend. Yes. Also, do you have any trunks for transporting dresses? Yes, we do. Perfect. Yes, I, you know, you still think we want to get that wagon? Oh, actually, yeah, that'd be a good idea. I think that'd be a good investment. I'm going to buy her a bunch of dresses. That way we don't have that problem again. Yeah. And uh, I can't imagine how dirty she could be with you two as parrots. Right? <laughs> it's terrible. 
We're, yeah, mud is a problem. It's a real problem. Yeah, um... I'll rip this building down. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> he just looks at her dead in the eyes like, say it again. <laughs> it's just an interesting collection. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure my gold is interesting too. Or did you have a problem with that? No, no. Okay. I'm just okay. very curious how you married a lizard. The anatomy part was a bit hard, but we, we definitely pushed through it. So yeah, I'll take ten dresses in blue and green shades. Um, do you have anything in saffron or crimson? Absolutely. Outstanding. I'm looking for something kind of like what you're wearing, where it's gathered at a neck plate. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, do you just do you sell fabric? Yes, we do. Perfect. I'll buy uh, probably only like two yards because, you know my size. I'm not very tall. Um, and that way I can make myself a, a pretty gold thing to make myself a dress. Excellent! Uh, and she loads up a um, kind of simple red uh, satin lined uh, chest and it's kind of like a soft oak on the outside and she gets you about 10, 12 dresses in Elsie's uh, size. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets a couple of yards Which of fabric for you. Size. Hey, listen. Hey. <laughs> um, she also puts in one crimson dress um, that is your size. and uh, Which she is also Elsie's size. Yeah. Get. <laughs> <laughs> Them's ones are for me. <laughs> and uh, the crimson one is a little bit more scantily clad than the girl's dresses. For sure, for sure. Um, there we go. And she Them's takes you to the front. dresses in gaunt colors, by the way. Saffron is a hideous orange. Of course. But... Paired with red rubies, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have a demon stone. Oh my god. And, <laughs> uh, she brings you up to the front. Um, it's going to cost you about four gold. Perfect. Here's four gold. Thank you so much for your time. So I hear that there's a new owner of Larcy's in town? Uh, yeah, I heard that too. My, uh, my companion offered her to buy her, out her debts and... Uh, now we're now she owns the inn. I don't know if she's gonna keep uh, adventuring with us now that she owns a whole inn, but it'll be exciting. Ah, uh, well, it'll be interesting to meet the new patron of the arts of this town. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Can't can't wait to see everything that Minista has to offer. Oh, uh, it has. A lot to offer. Ah, it's a great city. Um, did you need anything else? Um, no, thank you though. Ha- have a good day. Have fun! And you watch both of them smile at you and then turn away. Um, their smile's not fading um, as they continue to stare out, out at the rest of the shop. Um, and you both leave the boutique with a chest that Yizik is just easily able to throw on one shoulder. Um, they were a little odd. They were so elves, elves, man. It's like that everywhere. Those are those are humans, right? No, those oh, are elves. Like the, with the ear thing. With the ears, God, the ears make them elves. It also makes them pompous. It's terrible. Uh, is that humans a- are way more ready to party and do hard work. Elves will try to get out of hard work every time. What does pompous taste like? Probably vinegar. I don't know. I don't know what that is. We'll have to try one one day. Yeah, I like it on some fish. So, uh, what is Zephyr doing? So. Dan and I are going to go back to the stable, mm-hmm. and um, we're both 
going to sit down and I'm just going to keep him company for a little bit and talk to him. Okay. Um, I have a very concerned look on my face. Mm -hmm. And... Dan rolled an 11 on perception. Does he notice? So he can tell because he's been such good friends with you that you feel worried, but he's not sure what it is. And he also doesn't know if he should ask. Um, Zephyr's going to say, um, I'm experiencing a lot of feelings that I never thought I would feel before. Dan is... Dan can make bad guys go bye-bye, but Dan can't make heart stop when everything seems to close in. And Zephyr, Zephyr realizes that Dan hasn't the slightest idea. <laughs> he knows that. Yeah. But, uh, I guess he just feels that he can trust Dan. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, he can, he can vent to Dan and tell him how he feels. Um, he's gonna ask Dan, you're my friend, right? Dan, best friend. No matter what? Of course. Why you sound like saying goodbye. I would never say goodbye to you, Dan. That's what I thought. Dan, best friend. But I don't want you to say goodbye to me either. Why would Dan say goodbye? Is Dan going to die? Damn. No, Dan. Is house going to Dan? eat Dan? I'll protect you. House, very scary. Don't like roof. Are you uh, hungry, Dan? No, we we ate early. I just you're you're a very you're you're a very big boy, and uh, want to make sure you're eating enough. Even though you're scared to go in the building, I can go get you something if you like. Dan never says no to turkey leg. <laughs> I'm going to go speak to Archimedes. Uh, I assume Is you that don't. Is that her name? Ar Artemis, yeah. Her name is Archimedes. Fight me. I assume you'd rather stay here. Dan, sit out of here. A horse is good companions. And you watch as he turns and he's like, that's what I said. And the horse just looks at him, having <laughs> not neighed or made any noise. But Dan starts up an entire conversation with this horse. And then I'm going to go inside. Um, Archimedes has actually pulled aside. Uh, you find, uh, you ask one of the wait staff um, where the new boss is, and they point you to an office that is behind the desk. Um, and it's relatively about a bedroom-sized office. It's got a thick uh, wooden desk. It's got bookshelves that are up to the ceiling. Um, and there are a lot of papers, and she's kind of just flipping through some of it. Um, and she looks up and sees you. Hey, how's it going? I'm gonna ask her, uh, are you settling in to your new Absolutely job? not. 
No, I'm just fucking trying to find a loophole to this shit. <laughs> what? There's what one thing Uller taught me. It is how to get around a fucking contract. It's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Do I, do I look like an innkeeper to you? I mean, you, uh, you look, look like, like somebody who would beat up an innkeeper. The fuck I would, yeah, I would. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out a way to keep the inn running without needing me, so I think I might just have to find someone to stand in and buy me a new innkeeper, but... All of the applicants that Larcy had for the possibility of getting another desk host, they're shit. All these people suck. Um, oh, and one of the fucking elf twins from the boutique down the street. I don't even know what they look like. I can already tell I hate them. Same. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to ask Archimedes. Have you ever felt uh, power controlling you that seems dark, however, you're not working against it, but with it? What? Oh, is that you tapping? She kind of puts the papers down. That's how I feel every day. one thing I didn't tell you when it came with being a worshiper of, of I guess his name is Grig and now. I, I still don't like that name. Um, but of our God is that he has a lot of power to give and he's very generous with it. And he never tells you, no, you can't have something. But he doesn't tell you how addicting it is to be so strong and it it's why it was so easy for me to do what Uller asked because I blinked and they were dead and I was on top of the world until I wasn't so yeah I I get it I do but I wouldn't worry as much for your sake as at the moment Um, you're not a monster yet. Do you feel like you are a monster? Absolutely. Uh, I summon ravens from my sleeves, Zephyr. Demon ravens. They come from the abyss. Zephyr kind of grins. didn't know that before. (laughs) Zephyr kind of grins as she's explaining this. Um, and it's a, like, I guess he's trying to show... Uh, Archimedes that he understands, I guess. And he's going to use her actual name? (laughs) Git. Artichoke. Git. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before he leaves, he's going to ask her one final question. He's going to say, do you feel like some of the others understand us? Yes and no. Um, Unfortunately, it's it's kind of like playing on a seesaw where you're standing in the middle. And if you go to one end, you'll have 
a lot of power, but you'll see them at the other end getting pushed underneath the seesaw. And if you try to go help them, then you lose everything you work so hard for. So I feel that they understand the power because both of them have their own unique, all of them have their own unique gifts and strengths. But Gond isn't asking his disciples to eat the world, is he? Very true. And I don't even know if the lizard worships anybody. I think the lizard worships himself. And Maybe. I don't know if he's even concerned with the idea of what happens when you don't wake up. With that, Zephyr's going to say, um, let me know if there's anything I need to help. And then he's going to take it. Um, and as you leave, you, uh, you see Lily's kind of carrying some more papers inside the office. And she, uh, like, pats on top of your head and uh, keeps walking in and gives Archimedes another stack of papers. Um, as for Zamora and Yizik. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we just left the boutique. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to go to the smithy. You come to a huge, dark, almost abysmal black building. Great, my people. It is uh, just thick with the scent of hot iron and steel. Um, the smoke that billows out of this building and smells like home to you. And as you guys step in, you see a massive forge at the back. It is, it is a two-story building. The forge takes up the entire back wall. Oh, yeah. um, there are steps directly to your right that go up to a half floor, so it's only half of the second story. Um, and you can see that there's uh, kind of, it's more like the armory is up there. It's got a collection of weapons that you can just straight up buy. Uh, but the entire ground floor seems to be stations of you know, the water uh, sealant, there's the uh, like crafting section where there's got strips of leather, um, all of that fun stuff is to the right, but the main middle part is all just the materials and the hearth that is roaring fire up the wall. There are little sections uh, that are individual uh, forges, and then the main one, it's like an octopus where it's the main fire, and then there are the little sections that pop off from it. Um, and you see about three people in there at the moment. There is a large, what is like a pale fleshy colored orc. Knew it was gonna be an orc. Yeah. Uh, he is- it's fine, uh, I've worked with them before, they're all right. He's at, he's at the main hearth um, and he seems to be pouring a uh, liquid molten of some sort of material into a frame mm -hmm. of something. Uh, you see a dwarf uh, next to him that's holding it in place um, and then there is uh, kind of like a mixture between a human and an orc who is kind of uh, standing over a table kind of like wiping his brow and taking uh, large sips of water um, and they're all covered in ash they're uh, wearing thick leather um, they're just going at it absolutely okay so um, I'm gonna be like hey guys what are we casting today? Because that's what they're doing. That's what it's called when you're pouring. Mm -hmm. They're casting. 
It, it looks to be copper, but what, what are we casting today? <laughs> the the know-it-all energy that is coming from that side of the table. Uh, uh, so I need you to roll a charisma check with advantage. Okay. I'm just going to look to see if there's somewhere I can sell weapons. Mm, does an 11. Okay. Oh, with, um, with my charisma, does a 16. Already. And then... You I want to try and sell some of my swords. Um, so go ahead and roll perception for me. Uh, that's a two. Uh, so you're not quite sure if you can sell weapons here or if it's only buy or only make. Uh, but you walk up to the guy up against the wall who's drinking water. Um, and you're like, hey, I got stuff. And he just kind of huh? turns okay. over. Dripping sweat, he blinks a sweaty tear out of his eye, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a smithy. We all got weapons." Do you guys buy them? What are you trying to sell? I'm just gonna pull out my two long swords. Like I just don't need them anymore. They're ratty. Do you want to sell them for parts, or are you trying to sell them wholesale? Whichever gets me more. Parts is better. Okay. He takes one and snaps it from the hilt off and throws the metal into a pile of other beaten up swords, puts the hilt down on the desk, and he throws you a piece of silver. Oh, well, that was it. Also, can you take a look at this sword? I just want to know what it is. I don't want to pull out the big great sword that I Um, found. As for that, so you watch him walk over to the guy up against the wall, but you step in, and the two men that are casting up against the... uh, fire, turn, and instantly look at you and go, and they pat their fists up against their chest. I knew another patron of uh, Gond would show up one day. He wouldn't believe me. We are everywhere. Uh, When you follow the maker of all things, you tend to find yourself in different situations. What can I do for you? Um, I am looking to do some fine craftsmanship of some gold and uh, get some work. I haven't, I haven't been in the actual forge in so long. I can't even tell you. So excited to be here. Um, the uh, dwarf turns to you. He nods. He's like, "Come on over!" And he waves his hand towards you. Um, and you come up and you see that they're actually casting what seems to be a boat. Um, Anchor. Oh, an anchor. I see that you're going with the double spike method, but have you known anchors that have a round, flat bottom actually catch better? Do tell, and they're very enwrapped in your conversation. Absolutely. I can help make you a new form for it so that you can sell a new brand of anchor and all of the captains will buy it. It'll up your profits. It'll be great. Um, Frenzies. (laughs) Frenzies. <laughs> you make immediate friends with these two smithies. Um, as for you, uh, what are you wanting him to look for? I just want to know if there's anything special about it. Because, I mean, it dropped from a demon, so... Um, let me pull up your weapon real quick. So, 
he puts it on the table and he's kind of running his hands over it. And he looks up and he goes, this is an unusual blade. I, I figured so. You said you got it from a demon? Well, no one said that. <laughs> you literally just said that. <laughs> Pretty sure that wasn't me. Roll deception. <laughs> Give me that natty again. Ah, uh, I mean 12. I guess I must have just assumed because it looked like this is a demonic weapon. That's scary. Going with that old news to me. He puts his hands in front of his mouth um, and he kind of stares at it and goes, this, it's not an ancient weapon, so you're not looking at anything with the name, but... It is, I can feel bad news coming off this blade. Are demons in the habit of making weapons? Not usually. Usually they steal weapons and then imbue it with power. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Um, Do you at least know what it's made out of? Not gonna lie. It's made out of... I would say partially out of dragon and some out of uh, demonic silver. That's pretty neat. It's a. Uh, I'd say you're looking at probably a horrible mixture of the both. Oh, well, that's cool. I'm, um, just, I'm just gonna take it back. You're lucky it's not cursed. Hmm. I wouldn't be too worried about it, honestly. If anything, it's more cursed coming to me. I'll put it back. Does his have the gem in it that mine had? No. Okay, cool. Yeah, I haven't actually looked at this thing. Uh, So it is a silver blade itself. Um, The hilt itself is really dark. Um, It's got a simple leather band around it, and it's uh, like a black steel hilt itself. Um, But now that you're staring at it, it does have kind of like waves along in the way that it reflects light um that like raven's wings it gives off purples and blues and greens when you shine it through the light all right well uh thanks for the info i was just i was just wondering i'm not selling that one though i wouldn't buy it okay that's good can it cut things well you think it's a sword okay it's made from dragon scales and demonic silver, I would imagine it cuts through pretty well. Like if a goblin came up to me. One slice. Okay, that's all I was worried about. You breathe on that thing and it's On sight. On sight. <laughs> Pull the sword out, it dies. <laughs> it just explodes. Jewel shard! Oh. Uh, so uh, what is Samora doing now that she's helping them craft a... Uh, okay, so we make the new mold. They start doing, obviously, just iron, just whatever they need into their mold. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forge down some of my gold to make a beautiful necklace plate mm-hmm. that I'm going to sew my dress fabric to. And they're like, girls! And I'm like, listen, I can be beautiful and deadly. It's going to have pockets. Pockets are great. And I am sweet-talking this half, this orc uh, mm-hmm. master forge uh, smithy. 
and uh, I, we're making jokes and I'm gonna be like, y'all wanna get some drinks later? My friend just bought the tavern, B bought the inn. Wait, Lorcy's? Yeah, she's I... in a, an incredible amount of debt. I heard about that, that's too bad, but hey, hey, I do like good drinks. Now you know somebody. I know somebody. Come on down and uh, get some drinks with me tonight and uh, we can hang out. Uh, go ahead and roll a what? another <laughs> either persuasion <laughs> or uh, that's gonna be a nine. Dang it. Um, so he's like, yeah, we'll think about it. Yeah, I mean, can't say no to good drinks with somebody with an in. Absolutely. And um, so while we're here, I want to make that necklace and I want to talk to them about um, like what. What are you guys doing? You, obviously, you run this amazing smithy here. But uh, what, what's your life? What's your goals? What's your dreams? Um, what are your names? Or points at himself and goes, my name's Miff. I wonder That's... if Miff's down for Muff. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the adventures of the Thirsty Dwarf. <laughs> Hemsworth face mm -hmm. with the tusks and broad shoulders, mm -hmm. um, and he's got big hands and oh. chunky thighs. Oh big my hand. god, I want to um, die between those thighs. <laughs> and and Miff is like three heads taller than him. Um, he's got uh, the mohawk going back into a ponytail, yes. tied back. Um, he's got the tusks, um, broad shoulders, um, and he's leg day for days. Smells like Forge. Yes. I love it. I want to climb him. I'm gonna just keep working on this while I'm mentally, I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna climb him. <laughs> so I'm gonna work on my beautiful craftsmanship. I'm gonna literally try to impress them with my craftsmanship of this gold necklace piece that I'm making right now using their forge. Mm -hmm. Because obviously I'm a tinkerer, a follower of a god, I have an impression to make. It needs to be quite nice. Uh, so roll two d20s for me. 13 and a 12. Okay, so what it, you're proficient in tinkerer and all of that of course i have a plus four proficiency and i get uh my like my race traits are tinkerer and right. so essentially you 
just bomb out this uh, anchor. It comes out all nice and smooth, no, no jagged edges. Um, this necklace is shiny and pristine. It fits just right to your body. Um, and they are heavily impressed with your craftsmanship. Um, so what is Yuzik doing? Oh, I'm just watching this whole thing because I've never seen people like crafting a lot. Yeah. So we, he's just standing gotta, up against the like, wall just like... This at the lizards swamp. just kind of raid people, so... He's like, wait, you make swords with melted metal? Yuzik, I never thought about it. I could make you scaled plate armor. That would be nice. That would be plate really armor. Cool. Scale armor on top of scale armor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like double dragon hide. Like, there we go. We gotta go kill a dragon then? We should definitely go for kill a dragon because um, I've heard that dragon skin is um, just amazing armor to use. I am down. And like, if you eat the heart of a dragon, you gain its powers. Uh, okay. That's what they tell me. I've heard about that. Let, let's find one. You think we can find one in that mountain? Hell yeah. So at the word dragon, Myth looks over and he's like, well, there's the sea dragon. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, isn't that what you guys came here for? Is the sea dragon? Everybody comes here to go slay the sea dragon. There's a sea dragon? Yeah, it, well, it's it's a dead man's cove, so they say. Uh, you gotta go out about... Weird question. That weird little miser down on your dock, does he, uh... Is he interested in the sea dragon at all? Oh yeah, no, he gets all sorts of stupid young kids to go and try and slay the sea dragon, and then he gets them piss drunk, robs them of their food and money, and then kicks them out in the morning. Oh, that's interesting. Why, he didn't get you, did he? No, I'm just wondering how sturdy his ribcage is. Oh, he, he's real stupid. I mean, he's real easy to crush. I mean, I could step on him, but... Oh, okay, yeah, we're, um, we're good then. But, but, I mean, he's he's uh, he's harmless other than he steals your money, but, I mean, if you're not stupid enough to drink with the man, you're probably okay. Okay. Uh, so there's definitely a sea dragon, though? I think there's a beast out there. I'm not exactly up for the whole going on a boat when I can't be, like, feet on earth, fire forge. You know what I'm saying? I, too, like to walk through the swamp instead of drive a boat. Yeah, or we've was all that found just, that. Yeah. So it's... It, Miff is like, what? Miff's like, you, uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think my a, conversation got lost in translation, but it's okay. We've um, had a trying experience these past months. Oh, did you go to the swamp? Uh, that uh, oh yeah, that shit show. What is oh, it called? We found uh, it. Bender. Bender. Oh like, yeah, bend her over and fuck her from behind. Roll oh, a. Jesus Christ! <laughs> We're in the forge, sir. <laughs> Roll a this charisma is... check with advantage. Okay, that's a charisma. That's going to be a uh, twenty, dirty twenty. Yeah, ha ha ha. Boys talk in the shop. So he kind of goes. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're offering. Um, <laughs> anyway, and we all know. <laughs> so those drinks are sounding really good right now. We're all bards. We're all bards. I'm going to take a level on bard and I'm going to fuck everything before her. <laughs> no! We can't get into competition. It will get so brutal. We're just going to be like, that tree's mine! <laughs> Don't touch that rock, I say! Zephyr's slowly turning evil and we're trying to fuck everything in sight. <laughs> we're all going through our own things right now. <laughs> it's like when Anakin killed all the younglings and Obi-Wan is like, man, do I have the hots for this alien chick. 
Put that alien chick though. <laughs> Put that alien chick though. Um, and so, uh, are you guys, uh... Oh god. Well, I, mean, I just want to know more about this dragon. Has anybody actually died by it? Better yet, has anyone actually seen it? Uh, well, my wife swears up and down that she saw it, but, uh, you'd have to go... You'd what? Ha- you'd have to go talk to Edith. She's, uh, she runs the, the dock shop. Okay, and this is the orc's wife? Yes. Motherfucker. Okay, she runs the shop. Um, okay, well, obviously not a love interest unless I want to fight somebody. <laughs> okay. Pretty sure you'll win. I would. <laughs> With the power of God, I can make someone a widow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm joking! <laughs> okay, so now I, like, uh, I start showing interest in Kiff. So, like, what, um... Swear she's seen it. Cool. It's in Dead Man's Cove. Cool. What do you think is going to be the best way for us to definitely not attack this monster? What's what's the best way to see this thing? Kiff kind of looks up and he's like, well, Mom sends out a ship every night when Old Miser pays her to go send out a ship, so... That's the sun. That's Kiff's the sun. Yeah. Oh, great. Great, 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 great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, all right. I mean, all right. Whatever. Uh, it's gonna be so lonely. My cute dress with no cute boys. God, jeez. Ed is standing there awkwardly in the shop, kind of like, I'm gonna go get some food. Wait, before you go, are you married? <laughs> I don't know if Do you want to be? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he's a dwarf. Um, he's like, not married. But, uh, I think I think I should go. I, I think I'm going to get yeah, food for the boys. Finally, you can. And just Wait, do you want to go on an adventure? <laughs> he books it out of the shop. Um, here's the thing. You've been around her long enough to know when she's trying to lay it on thick. Both the son and the father are looking at her like she's a snack. But she has suddenly realized that the father is married and the son is their son. And less hot than the father. Let's be real. Doesn't bother me. He's like, no room to judge here. (laughs) I'm married to a vampire. I got a wife in the first episode. Second episode. Okay, well, the dwarf escaped me, so did you need to make anything? Do you need anything? No, I got a cool weapon. Apparently it's made from hell or something. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's demonic silver, but it's not quite enough is what we need for that list. I'm more interested in this dragon. Yeah. Should be able to talk to it, see what's up. We should definitely go try to find out what kind of creature that is. If we stand a chance of killing it, if there's a prize if we kill it. If, there's, if, if it's even it really a, a dragon. It's probably not actually a dragon. People yeah. will just say dragon when they don't know what it is. I mean, Irritated. they used to call me a dragon, so. <laughs> You're definitely not a dragon, Brosif. <laughs> just exactly. a lizard. Not yet. Okay, so dock <laughs> shop. Let's do it. But I feel like we should hit, go back and uh, like powwow with our friends first before yeah, we'll we head all the way up there. Go back and hit the Zephyr first, see what's up. Yep. Um, so you guys all converge back into the room. Um, Elsie has waken up from her nap. Um, and she's just kind of just stretching on the bed, um, and there, Lily is kind of sitting next to her, um, reading a book um, out loud to the child. 
Oh, okay. awesome. well, that's nice. Um, I brought you a book. You said uh, for Elsie. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 Elsie! You said you liked the book called The Angry One. I found it at the bookstore for you. <gasps> you found it? Yes. Here you go, and I hand it to her. <gasps> Ooh, this is pretty. This is, and she like puts her hands all over it just to like feel it. She's like, oh, Marcus used to read this to me. That's awesome. I don't know uh, Infernal, so I can't read it to you, but I'm sure Papa Zephyr can help you with that. Yeah, I'll sit down with Elsie and um, I will read her the entire book in Infernal. Um, while they're doing that, I would like to braid her hair, dwarven braid style, mm-hmm. and like small braids away from her face, interconnected, so that she, Jesus Christ, she doesn't look like the grudge the next time I take a picture of her. <laughs> <laughs> I really sent that demonic lithograph to Marcus. <laughs> Hope he likes it. <laughs> also, uh, I want to read, um, I want to look at that second book, Glittery One. Oh, and Do, I want to read this. Uh, what's the title of it? What does it say? Um, so it is called um, Prophecies and Heretics in Anthology. Oh fuck, did I pick up the right book? Fancy. I was like, one of them is burnt, and that seems demonic. The other one's glittery, and that seems like I'd pick it up. If Zamora asks her, I will tell her. Or asks me, I will tell her. But I just handed it to you. And I said, kid, do you know what this says? Oh yeah, then I'll tell her. So she hands it to you, and you're like, Prophecies and ho heretics and anthology. And you both like connect eyes and you're like, hot damn, hot damn, I got it on the first try. I didn't even <laughs> speak this language and I got the right book. Ha ha ha. While we're all sitting here, I'm going to say, oh yeah, by the way, this is a dragon. Sea dragon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We went and got, uh, got the scoop on the monster that's in town. Apparently they're calling it the sea dragon. And the old miser is Yeah, there? he was kind of a weird feller. He was naked. He was naked. Did not know that till now. Yeah. Um, but he yeah. takes people to go fight it all the time. And then and he gets them drunk and robs them. Yeah. So don't drink anything. Well, like, <laughs> maybe when we go out to find the monster, don't go with that guy. I can just throw Nobody's him over True. He didn't... Nobody's ever bested the dragon? No. Kind of weird, right? That's why we asked, are we sure there's even a dragon? One person said they saw it. One person out of a whole town. Well, you guys only asked Yeah, we only the asked, like, two, two men in yeah. the fucking shop. Um, Zephyr's going to say, uh, don't forget we have work that we have to do here. Uh, I think taking care of a dragon's pretty good work. I feel like that could get us what we need. And um, that could get us quite a bit of recognition. Also, this town seems to be fine. I feel like we don't need to do anything other than make a good name for ourselves and move on. And maybe install oh, a person. shit, are we talking that. about that list? Can we talk about the eventuality that this is not a good idea? I mean, yeah, it's not, but what else do we have to do? True. Um, however, I respect the world eating snake but would not like okay yeah I like the snake because of what the snake has done for us and provided for us but I do not want this world to end 
Eh, yeah, you got a point. So, what if we go along with this list to go to these places? See where it pans out? don't follow through. Uh, let's worry about the dragon first, and we'll worry about god problems later. I mean, fiend problems, because... Oh, well, yeah, technically. Um, Chaos check. Zephyr's just going to nod in agreement at Zamora. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to send a picture to the DM. Yeah, so we should totally keep doing that. Let's just focus yeah. on the monster. Yeah, let's we'll go see what's find up. out about the hearts. Yeah, if it's a dragon, I can talk to him. Maybe the dragon is the heart. Maybe the dragon is the betrayer. Maybe the dragon has the heart. Oh. Maybe we have to carve the heart out of the dragon. Heart of the betrayer. Hmm. Maybe we should ask if there's a betrayer around. I haven't even been thinking about that. I haven't asked anybody about the heart statue thing. A good point. I've met so many people today that I haven't asked about that statue. Speaking of, Zephyr, what have you been doing today? I, uh, I went out on the beach and, uh, <laughs> looked for anything different. And what did you find? You better find yourself find a new any... party if you're not going to be helpful. I didn't find... Does Zamora actually say that? No. Better find okay. some good damn spray tag. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find uh, the creature that was in the in last night. Well, that sucks. Creature that was in the inn. Those footprints looked human, though. I mean, human-ish. I'm gonna say to Lily, "Hey, were you I awake last night?" Look human-ish. Yeah, that's true. Thought. Um, a lot of things are human in the day, but not human at night. Every time the miser goes out, it's at... Something happens to people, too. But when did he ask you to meet him? Oh, uh, middle of the night. What if it's not a dragon? What if it's a miser? What if it's, well, the miser or just somebody who lives in the town? Pretty sure I can take him out. Are there where sea monsters? Are there where misers? Could a mermaid like kill people? I don't where well, dragon? Because he, he asked me if I'm afraid of the dark or water. The dark. I mean it's dark at night and then yeah, there's but I, water. I can see fine. Yeah. And I yeah, can I mean, swim same. fine. That's why I said okay. Should I not go with my plate armor on? Why don't yeah, because he was he was naked, so I'm gonna get naked too when I get oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm gonna keep my plate armor on. <laughs> I can't swim with my armor on. And if I if I sink, that might I might be able to use that to my advantage. Or you might die. I'm fine. I can hold my breath an extended amount of time. Okay. Well, tell you what. How about if I go? I'll go see the miser, uh-huh. and you guys will be following like a good distance behind me. Uh huh. Oh, is Lily going to be down with that? I don't know. But I'll go by myself, and you guys will just be behind me, uh-huh. and then watch just if anything happens. Mm-hmm. Jump in. Jump all behind. eight of us are going to be following behind just you. I wouldn't say all at the same time. Yeah. Because Dan's not very stealthy. No. Neither is Elsie. Neither am I. We learned. Yeah. 
Hopefully you're just going to be stompy enough for all of us. Oh, I'm just going to stomp. <laughs> Is everyone in the room right now, or? Everyone but Archimedes. Okay. Um, oh, and Dan. I'm going to sneak out of the room. Go and roll stealth. Yeah, you got it. Uh, so both of you roll perception for me. I can't even get to a twenty-four. Twenty. That's a nat twenty. I don't have any additional perception. You don't see anything. Um, you notice that he's gone instantly. Like uh, you get out of the room without like anyone stopping you. But as soon as like you're having a discussion with him, you get a hair on your back and you look over, and all of a sudden. Zephyr is gone. So uh, once I realize that, I'm going to whisper, Hey, have you guys been noticing anything weird about Zephyr? He's like... When I talked about not following Esker's plan, he seemed like fake interested. Hmm. Like, I don't... I think he might... I think he might be down for the Fiend plan. And this is coming from me, and I, I fucked that fiend. And I'm just saying, eh, am I crazy? Did you guys notice anything? Well, I was just going to go along with the plan, because why wouldn't we? But, yeah, I guess we could we could stop it. I don't know. It's weird. Lily well, looks up to you, and she's like, you were going to let the snake eat the world? Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Maybe it's metaphorical. Most prophecies aren't. Actually, did he okay. take the book with him? Wait, does he still have the prophecy book? Um, Zephyr, go ahead and roll a d20 and tell me what you get. Two. Nat Fucking natty. You have the book with you. Fuck! <laughs> I really wanted to read that book. <laughs> yeah, because you. <laughs> know everything about Inferno, you would have totally been able to read it. <laughs> You're looking so sketch right now, Zephyr. <laughs> I just lay down on the bed with Elsie, like I've had enough of this day, read me this fucking book. Please. Zephyr seems a little sus. Um, Zephyr's so fucking <laughs> sus what, right now. What time of day is it? It's getting to be towards dinner time. Okay. Dinner time, okay. Um, well, how many yes, people... Like I'm gonna go to... I'm gonna go out on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna stop by the stables. Okay. I'm gonna go by myself. Um, how many people are out on the beach? No one. No one's out on the beach. Which um, is sus. How tall is that statue? It's, uh, I think we established it's about, what? 30? 30, 40 feet tall. Yeah. Okay, I have a spell that I need to check. Oh, jeez. So, Explosion. you're obviously getting ready for yep. your excursion. I'll be starting so to go on down. You're full nude, which is... Oh, no, no, I actually didn't. Oh, I okay. kept my armor on. <laughs> Lily talked you into keeping your armor on. Oh, God. <laughs> you said 15 like, feet? No, um, 50. Like 50 feet? Between 30 and 50 <laughs> feet. Um, I would say top of the head, 50 feet. Uh, top of the scales, 30 feet. It's a freaking big statue. It's a statue. I figured most of the buildings in this place. Yeah, it's kind of the point. Oh, okay. I'm going to 
very yeah. tall. Yes, yes it is. Yup, yup. And it's made of glass, so uh, you can't exactly uh, use a grappling hook. I don't think anyone even has a grappling hook. I don't know, he's a ranger, he might. It's true. You don't know his life. Batman. <laughs> Batman. Airman. <laughs> Airman. Do 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 I'm going to command him to fly up to the scale, mm-hmm. investigate the heart, okay. and tell me what he sees. Um, so as he flies up, uh, what he sees is that the entire sculpture is made as one piece. So it's not like the heart or the apple are separate pieces. They are built into the bottom of the scales. Um, they're not something you can take without shattering the rest of the sculpture. Um, what your elemental can see is that the entire th- there, even though it's got a hooded cloak, there is no sculpted piece to the face. Um, it is just um, the cloak, the spear, and the scales with the heart and the apple um, built together. Um, it does not have any defining features. Um, I'm going to sit down on the beach, and I'm going to read the book. Um, so you open about a 40, 50 chapter book. Um, each chapter is about a page to two pages long. Some of them are like three or four. Um, they're little mini prophecies. Um, they have, some are only like, a couple of lines long and they're in the middle of the page. Some of them take up the whole page. Um, some of them are almost novel-esque. Um, you come across a few that are so outrageous that not even real demons would seemingly uh, agree with them. And then there are some that are so vague, like he who eats the skin of the forgiven will walk the world above. And then there is the one that Esker said where um, the darkness will raise the devourer to ride the world-eating snake. Um, And none of them are titled. They just seem to be like entries into it. And every chapter is just a a section where it says chapter one or chapter two. And then it has the entry and then it flips to the next chapter. Those are just the prophecies. Do they have heretics? There are the three to four pages ones uh, that are more like uh, novels. Those talk about a specific person. Mm. Um, the longest one is about... Checks notes. Checks notes. Um... So the longest one is about an angel called Elith, who was once... Elith? 
mm-hmm. E-L-I-T-H, uh, was once among the unforgiven ones, walked the abysmal, abysmal earth, but decided to change the written history and go to the skies above. Um, and it goes on about a couple of adventures where she left the plane, um, she saved a few humans, um, stopped a war. Um, when you say go to the skies above, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Uh, it doesn't describe what the skies are, um, but it does say the word specifically goes to the skies above. Um, and it also describes her as glittering and white and pale and pearlescent. Um, it starts off by describing her as inky and almost snake-like. Um, and she ends up looking more crystalline and um, sparkling. And this story itself ends with Elith walking in a town to save a king that ends up dying. Um, the king is murdered in his chambers, um, and Elith is there to talk to him as he dies. Are you looking for a story in particular, or...? No, no, um... I'm going to go to the stable. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna check on Dan, I'm gonna ask Dan if he needs any food or anything. Uh, Dan's kinda chilling up against the back wall, he's got a jug of ale, and he's got a plate of fruit and vegetables, and he's just kinda chilling. Um, he does look bored as hell, though. Um, I'm gonna say, Dan, uh, could you help me with something? <laughs> yeah, what you need? And I'm gonna hand him the book. Dan, not read very good. I know. Dan, Dan I, maybe I not read at all. I don't need you to read Got the book. I just need you to keep it safe for me. Dan has no pockets. <clears throat> Could you, uh, sit on the book, or, or... Dan can sit on book, no problem. Puts on his butt, sits back down. And I'm gonna say, don't let anybody uh, take that book. It's very... It might mean something. I might need it later. I find most books mean something, but Dan has no idea. But Dan sit on book for you. Dan, good friend. Um, and those of us who are in the room, what are we thinking? I spent four gold on a bugbear's ass cheek. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm ready to go fight a demon. Um, Dragon. So You'll probably fight a demon at some point, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you guys were getting ready, um, you did have Elsie reading you the angry one, the story. Um, it is about a grumpy troll king. And he wants to be big and strong. Now, he 
doesn't like that everyone else keeps getting stronger every time they eat an apple off this tree that's in the middle of his courtyard. But he can't get to the apples because they're too tall. Um, he is the only one that is short in his kingdom. And as king, um, he should be able to eat all the apples that he wants. So he asks his servants to go and get every apple off this tree. And he eats every single one. And he feels sick to his stomach. And his wife comes in to ask him what's wrong. And he says his tummy hurts from eating so many apples. And then he explodes. Just cause. Well, that was a cliffhanger. (laughs) Um, The end. (laughs) And the book ends with the queen scooping up his remains and building a new one. And she calls him the angry one. And calls him... Or it says, if only you weren't so hungry the angry one might still be here. And that's how the book ends. That's sad. I'm so short. I hope that doesn't happen. Elsie, <laughs> <laughs> if I ever as... want like more than one apple, can you just tell me so about this story? we aren't getting some more, any more apples. As the book is finishing up, apples to make you I get back to the room. Yeah, um, you get back to the room, and you guys are all ready to Let's go have start out fun. on your night adventure. Before we go, we gotta see uh, Artichoke. Um, so you guys find her just coming out of the office. She locks up. She's like rubbing her face with her hands, and she's like, "Please, for the love of God, tell me we're going to murder somebody." Yes, so. we are. Oh, thank God! Just make the head maid. What? Like, make the head maid or like the head chef, mm-hmm. the person in charge, because they're gonna—they're not gonna be qualified. They're going to want the job so much that they do everything they can to make it happen. That's a good idea. Yes. So I got this note that I wrote for Marcus. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you probably don't want to read it. But uh, can you send it to him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, can you actually, can you read it to make sure that it's not fucking stupid? (laughs) (laughs) My dearest Marcus. Your strange family finds themselves in Menista. We nicknamed the child as Elsie, and she seems to be enjoying herself on our adventure. P.S. What do you know about Grigesson? XOXO, your cleric, Zamora. I think it says all it needs to say. Fuck that. Um, she uh, puts one finger over it, and uh, a crow comes out from her sleeve, picks it up, and flies off with it. Oh! Um. I see what you mean about the demon crows. Now, I just, it never occurred to me that those feathers weren't, like, slick with, like, just crow. I really just didn't ever realize that they looked like oil. Yeah, they're a, they're an interesting breed. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I can't summon real crows because that would involve having to sacrifice something. So I just, you know, demon bot is fine. Absolutely. You can't make it's your own. Done. I love that great value demon. Absolutely. The great value demon. Um, and so you guys all leave the inn. Um, it is about sunset. Um, the sun is setting over the water. Um, it's got a golden hue to it. And from here now, because the sun is set behind it, you can see further out on the horizon, there is a large cavernous island Mm. far out to sea. Um, 
and you see a boat that's gone out that is veering as far away from this island as it can go. Ooh, okay. So that might be where Dead Man Cove is. Okay, so where are we meeting this guy? Uh, he said somewhere over here. Okay, let's go. Before we go, mm -hmm. should we stop by the stable and have Dan come with us? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, we need the whole party. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's um, look at our Have Dan. Dan roll sleight of hand. Ah uh, yes, Dan with his dex. <laughs> Nine. You see Dan pick the book up from underneath him. I'm not surprised. I just keep it to myself because I already am hella sketched out by <laughs> his whole shit. And I know Dan's intelligence is low, so it's not a Dan issue. It's, it's a, a Zephyr, Zephyr issue. <laughs> I'm going to hold my hand out uh, to Dan uh -huh. and uh, motion for him to give me the book. He puts it in your hand. Unfortunately, it is not concealed. Um, everyone in the party yeah. can see it. Um, so you guys Let's all go. head towards the docks. We fucking knew um, that bugbear wasn't reading that book, bitch. <laughs> <sighs> hey. Dan thought it was good light reading. He gets higher in. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, and you guys walk up uh, through the beach. It takes you about 30 minutes to get from the tavern slash bed and breakfast to the docks. You guys get up there. Um, there is a ship that is prepped and primed and getting ready to leave. And you see Old Miser standing at the bridge. And he's like, ah, see you had enough guts to show up. Are you we, ain't gonna knock me down, boy. Are we, like, staying away from... That is up to you guys. Uh, I would like to knock, to. You I want to get on that fucking boat. Hey, so, um, I have a bunch of people with me. The more the merrier. Let's do it. Let's go. We're just... Um, and you guys yeah. all just doo, 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 all up onto the boat, um, <laughs> right? All eighty-seven of you. Uh, and Miser gets up to the very front of the boat and points out at the water, and you watch as the captain behind you uh, starts to come off of the dock. What does this captain look like? The captain is a orcish woman. Um, she has long red hair. Um, she has tusks that come up over her top lip. Um, she has two nose rings that have a chain that connect them, um, and cool. she's wearing like really nice, uh, like puffy shirt. She's got a captain's admiral jacket on, um, like pirate pants tucked into thick boots, um, and she's got a massive um, like sword that is bigger than her head um, that goes across her back, and the hilt sticks out from her shoulder. Um, and it is just strapped to her back, and she is sailing the ship. I walk up to her and say, I really love your claymore. Thanks. Uh, she kind of just... I really like your armor. Thank you, I made it myself. Huh, a smith. So, what do you think about this, this little adventure we're going on right now? The old man pays me very good money to continuously do this shit every fucking night. Mm -hmm. And how does it go? Usually, we don't come back with anybody. Sometimes, hmm. like last night, we came back with the three little scrawny people. And then he trashed my entire bunk room for alcohol mm -hmm. and made them very drunk. Mm -hmm. Okay. Zephyr's going to hear this and say... 
what was different last night? Why did the men come back last night when they don't usually? Well, I think it had something to do with the water genasi. Gonna be real honest. Water genasi, water beast. He's probably the whole reason that party survived. Okay. I'm gonna come on up and say, okay, so, sea dragon. Look, I don't know what dragons look like. It could be a dragon. It could just be a big ass monster. I don't care. I get paid to move this ship. It's not. It's not even my ship. I get put, may, paid to move miser ship from the dock to the cove and back. Do you ever see it? It comes out of the cave every once in a while, but it's always really fucking dark. Okay. Um. Uh, how um, attached are you to this miser? Not. Okay, just make sure. Let me make something very clear to you. I enjoy money. We can... Don't worry about that. Got it. Uh, miser, go ahead and everyone roll a perception check for me. Let's see what we got. 14. One. Okay. That's going to be a natural one for Zephyr. Wow. And unfortunately, only a 16 for Dan. So, Got two Dan ones. is the only one that sees Miser slip his legs over the railing of the ship and dangle his toes into the sprays of water as they're brushing past the ship. Um, and as the lanterns on the ship start to dim from the amount of speed that the ship is taking up as the wind pushes your sails and pushes you guys forward, um, Dan loses Miser in the darkness. Okay. Do I see anything? Because I have dark vision. It just I looks mean, just like, like a in, ship. In general? Yeah, it's just okay. a ship. Um, you see that the there's an air elemental that's pushing the sails forward. That's kind of um, And you see that there's a water air elemental at the back of the ship that's pushing the water underneath the ship to make them go faster. Oh, that's cool. um, they're both they both look like pilots. Okay. Um, and they're obviously a part of her crew because every single one of them is wearing the same um, kind of setup where they've each got a certain, uh, like, it's a claymore-shaped sword on strapped to their back. Um, the air elemental is just pushing the sails. Water is pushing the water underneath the ship, and she is steering. Okay, cool. But the miser is gone. Okay, so, so uh, who has... How's this go down? Uh, or who are you asking? The captain, I guess. Uh, uh she kind of looks up and she goes, in about an hour, we'll get to Dead Man's Cove. I stop the ship, put down anchor. It give you guys about two hours to die or not die. Uh, after two hours, I take the ship back to shore. Okay. I mean, you can swim if you want to. If you lose track of time. Okay. Like, can we see this, the, what's it called, the shore from here? So you can see the cove start to come up. It is a large, almost like it was a boulder, and it looks like it's been carved into, and it looks like it goes down from what you can tell. 
Oh, I mean, can we see uh, what's her name, Minista, from here? Can uh, we the see city? the shore out from the water? Uh, you can see the city start to dim. Okay. Um, the lights get dimmer as you guys get out, and the night starts to get longer. Um, the lights start to go out, and the city starts to go dark. Okay. Well, guys, what you guys want to do? Um, who here has dark vision? You also have dark vision? Yeah. So All of you we guys are can see. fucking cumbered by the darkness. Yeah, yeah you so guys can see the cavern. Nothing and you guys can see the shore of that. And you can see Minista behind you, but it is starting to get further away. Okay. Um, I'm just going to perception make sure that everybody's ready. Make sure that everybody that I know is going to be fighting this thing is here. Can I see that anybody's gone missing? Yeah, go ahead and roll perception. Twelve. All of your party members are here. Okay. All right. Oh, All my people are here. Okay. Cool. So we're just going to jump into the water, Miss? We just, is that oh, what yeah. happens? Well, I mean, I've got some rope if you want to just propel down the side, but most people just fucking... So, like, are we actually Why don't we ask here? Curly Jones? What's his name? Who? The guy. The naked guy? I never got his name. Miser? Miser? Why don't we ask Miser what we're supposed to do? What the instructions are? What oh, he's under. He's below deck. Oh, he's below deck. Cool, cool, cool. Mm. Dan's going to say, uh, he's going to tell the party that mm. he... I watched him put, go over yeah. the edge of it. Uh. Um, so, uh... Went over the edge of the boat? Yeah, Dan says, skinny guy? Feet. Reeling. Gone. Is that normal? Miss Captain? I mean, he's an old weird man. He always shows back up. Hmm. Interesting. I don't ask a lot of questions. I, in my line of work, you just, you don't. Okay. I'm just gonna wait till we get there then. I have no more questions for now. Yeah. Let's wait till we achieve that destination. Do some scavenging. Drop some anchor, see what's up. Uh, do you have a, a buoy that you give us? Do you give us a... I mean, we can drop skiff? one of the lifeboats, yeah. You have a skiff? A skiff? Not a lifeboat, a skiff. Like, Fine. Okay. I shall give you a skiff. Okay, thank you. Um, so, you guys finally reach a point where this ship starts to slow down and eventually stops, and you guys are at the entryway of the large cavern. Um, she drops anchor and you guys load into uh, a skiff and you watch the and air. still no show up of Skippy John Jones. No, Miser is still not there. I'm going to hop out and I'm just going to swim along the ship because I, I haven't been able to do any swimming at all this whole time. Um, so go actual ahead and roll in actual water. a mm -hmm. survival check for me. Survival? Damn. What? Mm, I figure like concerning. athletics or something. Uh, you don't know what's in these waters. Well, luckily, with my uh, negative one, that's a zero. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. So go ahead and roll a strength check for me as well. Yay. I can hopefully do that. That is a 27. So he's you young, but he's strong. belly flop. Straight into the ocean, arms out, belly first, Way just too much slap excitement. straight into the water and sink, <laughs> and then like a fucking motorboat just straight across towards the island. Think about like Godzilla, just like the tail. 
and he's going fast, like fucking Lily, torpedo he's fast. Really fast. She's like, he's really dumb. <laughs> and uh, you feel water burn on your belly from where it slapped into you. Yeah. Um, he's like, and you'll feel like that home. later. <laughs> And uh, the other, the kiff starts to lower, and you guys are on the water, and uh, it pushes out of its own accordance. Uh, you watch the air elemental give a couple of pushes for the boat, and you guys ha- are now at the beach of this dead man's cove. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, perception. Yep. First thing. Mm-hmm. First thing I'm doing. That's a seventeen. That's a seventeen. What, what do you see there? You got a 17. Uh, Dan doesn't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Zephyr got a 12. Um, so you and Dan are mostly, like, looking around. You both are both concerned about where the fuck Miser is. You two and... We've accepted the fact that he's left us to die. Well, he's gone. He's gone. Or he's um, the monster. Or And you two and Archimedes instantly look at the cave, and you see the ends of a tail slither down into the mouth of the cave of the cave what, and uh, it's not his tail it's not his tail hey i love things with I'm tails gonna, archimedes i'm gonna take out my blessed uh flashlight and i'm gonna shine it directly oh into. yes i keep forgetting about that so stone. you pull the stone out and it illuminates the entire cave and you hear from the ship Ooh, ah, <laughs> oh, they're gonna stick around and watch this show and you and like you, you just happen to like look up and you see everyone on the edge of the ship, including the captain. Like, what the fuck? And Are they're like actually? squirreling, yeah. staring at this cave. Like, oh my god, we've never been able to see it before. <laughs> Maybe we're gonna see the dragon this time. Um, and you hear from deep within it a uh, Ooh, a hiss. Ooh, hiss. So what would you guys like to do? Oh, we going in. A, we already going. I'm a, I'm a scream out in Draconic. Is anyone there? Um, You get nothing back. An echo. 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 How far are we from like the entrance to the cavern? About five, ten feet. Oh, we're like standing What's right What's Dan feeling? We're there. Dan is not going in the cave with you. Is it after midnight? It is not yet. But, it's okay, um, Dan. You can be our lookout, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Take a look. <laughs> that way, if uh, Davy Jones comes up on the shore, you can knock him out. You can always have Dan be ready for a surprise attack from the ship. Um, he will get a surprise round on anyone who attacks him um, if he's standing guard. Also, watch the skiff and make sure it doesn't fucking take off. I don't want to yeah. swim home. Yeah, Dan, <laughs> Dan, see the ship or the boat? Just... Make sure it's there. He pulls it up, kill up onto the sand, up. like fully puts one full bugbear foot into it, crosses his arms, and he goes, Dan, stay here. Boat, stay here. Yes. Gotcha. Good about giving Dan a job. That way he doesn't feel bad. Yeah. yeah. I've got to make sure he's welcomed. Uh, I just um, like him. He just he needs um, to not feel bad. He's a good Dan. I forgot to ask until now, did Elsie come with us? Elsie is with you. Of course she came with us. She eats people whole. <laughs> Um, I'm not leaving that trash can behind. Um, Elsie is actually sitting on uh, Lily's shoulders. Thank God. They deserve each other. 
How's her hair look? She still look okay? Oh yeah, perfect braid. She's wearing one of the nice flowy gowns that you put on her. Uh, I feel like he sent me that letter because he could telepathically know that she was dirty. <laughs> now, now I'm just worried I'm going to make sure she's clean all the time. <laughs> and she has had a bath. Um, well, let's get on in there and see what's up. Yes, so you guys we're going in. Into this Light cave. shining. Everything's pulled out. It is a 50 degree angle drop. Nice. Down into this cave. And as you guys go closer, you, mm-hmm. you still in the edge of the corner see like a little whip of just the bottom part of a tail mm-hmm. as you guys follow it deep. Okay. Nature check. Do I see any stones or any ore? 17. It, unlike the shore, which was full of sandstone and glass, this rock is thick. Um, mm-hmm. It's gray. It's dark brown, it's shades, um, almost mountainous. Mm-hmm. This reminds you of the mountains in between Fullstiff and Milheim, Perfect. where you found the dwarves. Perfect. It could have steel ore in it. I was gonna say, y'all, this is really good compression uh, dirt, so if you see any ore uh, um, veins, let me know. Mama's trying to turn some coin in this town. My common's still not good, but I think we left the ores with Dan. Yes, yes, yes. Um, We're looking for iron. We're looking for metals. Zephyr is going to say very sarcastically to Zamora, did you bring up pickaxe or something? Yes. Always. I whip it out. It's got a hinge. (laughs) Damn. You watch her pull out a pickaxe, and you are suddenly aware of the fact that you are definitely traveling with A, a dwarf, B, someone who works in the forge, and three, a weirdo. All you should have been well aware of. <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna say in uh, in Infernal mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, and she thinks I'm weird. Lily is gonna put her hands together and be like, let's be honest, just a group chat, group chat. We're all weird. He in called cool. me weird. She isn't wrong. Is that what he just said? He called me weird. <gasps> I have, I'm going to come over here and stand by Artichoke right now. Archimedes is like, and yeah, that's why you're weird. I started out with one name. <laughs> one name. That's all I've had all my life. It's okay. In the last two days, I've had 12 <laughs> to 15 to 30. I have one name. Legally, in, I don't have a community, but like if I did and I had a birth certificate, it would have one name on it. Um, well, it's it's okay, Aardvark. We're not worried. Ant Eater, this is your community. We're Damn your it, people. <laughs> she pulls her sleeve up, and you get smacked in the face with a crow. As it like, grab it. Bag flies away. Where the hell's a crow gonna go in the cave? Out the cave. Demon crow. It'll dissolve eventually. As um, we're descending into, we're just yeah, loud you guys are bickering back and forth. As you guys are coming out of this game. Um, I need everyone to roll a <laughs> no, stealth check with disadvantage. Disadvantage is my middle name. This is gonna be a four, but we already knew that because <laughs> I am loud. Fourteen. Okay. Damn, Erdogansi with his. 14. A seven or a seven, so I got a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, a 1 and a 20 again. Archimedes got a nat 20 over a nat 1! <laughs> and 
out of three. <laughs> so you guys, the sounds of your words are echoing off the walls. Um, the only one that's not making sounds of steps is Zephyr, but he's also talking just as loud. Yeah. Um, so you guys all come around a bend and come into a giant air pocket in this cavernous area. And at the back, you see... Which is fully lit with like 100,000 yeah. watts of is, energy from the stone. It's lit up and you see a beast that is about the size of the ship. Uh-huh. And it has a very long neck. Um, mm-hmm. It's got almost like a, a python face to it. Mm-hmm. And it's got tendrils coming off of its nose. Mm-hmm. It's got two long fangs that come out from its front mouth. Uh-huh. It's got four paws with long claws. Um, but it also has gills on the side of its neck. And it's got a long slithery tail with a spine that protrudes out up the top, a spine fin that waves down its back, and it is covered in almost pearlescent blue scales. I cast animal handling. <laughs> so, I'm not, a, I'm not a professional or anything, but I don't think that's a dragon. Not a dragon. Also, I can cast speak with animals, so I'm going to try and do that. Yeah. I'm going to try to animal handle it. He's going to try to talk to it. Let's do this. Go for it. That's going to be a 19 plus 6. Does a 25 hit? What are you trying to say to this animal? Come on down, Miser. We know it's you. It looks at you and he goes, My name's Steve. <gasps> I love him! Steve, I'm going to give you a word of advice, buddy. Just run. Run where? She's... No. Why are you making Were you going to attack us first off? No. Why are you here? Oh. Because they keep saying to come here and kill a creature. I know. That old guy keeps trying to send people down here to hip- kill me. And I just have... I'm, I'm just defending myself. And everyone here is so rude. You guys are the first people to talk to me. I love so, you, like, Steve. It's okay. Hi, what's your name? My name's Zamora. Hi, Zamora. I I'm love awesome you. I will kill them for you. Oh, that's a little scary. But thanks. But I'm scary for them. I'm nice to you. Um, okay. Well, this is... Turned out to what I've expected. That's yep, exactly um, <laughs> what you fucking expected. Uh, Steve, do you maybe have anything of value that I could potentially trade to a pirate? Um. In return, I'll make sure the miser never bothers you again. Yeah, he's kind of rude. I don't know what he I did is. to make him try to eat me all the time, but I, I just know. eat you. Oh my well, God. I mean, I think that's what he's trying to do. One, one of the weird orc people came in here and said that. They were going to eat me, and then um, I I had to squish it. Between. Yeah, and then, like, his bones were stuck between my paws, and I can't get it out. Are you tell okay? you what. Um, he puts what, a I'll paw out, you. and you see, like, the, the bone remains of an orc in between its large paws. I try to get the going, uh, <laughs> bones out of. You do a medicine check. Yeah, yes. do a medicine check. Um, medicine. I am proficient in medicine. Go for it. Does an 11 help? Uh, you pull uh, the skull and the shoulders out, and the bones start to break a little bit. And he goes, that's so much better. Thank you. And he crunches his fingers, and you watch bone dust just come out from between its paws. I love him. Um, <laughs> Zephyr is going to look at Steve and say, it would make things easier. I can maybe make it to where the miser doesn't bother you anymore. That would be nice. Yeah, that's what we all said so I far. Just, 
We've all said that. Welcome to the party. And then, uh, look, between us and whatever in the hell that I'm thing I'm gonna is. do the, like, the slashing the throat motion. I don't know if you want to kill He's just annoying. I don't this know if you want to kill him. He's a toddler. Don't Oh, yeah, no, no, it. we're not gonna kill him. We're just gonna convince him that he just doesn't want to bother you anymore. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys aren't gonna try and cut my tail off, Absolutely not. No? Why specifically your tail? (laughs) I don't know. A lot of people try to cut my tail off first. Stop it right now. Can I see your tail, I guess? Yeah, and you it flops it over and you see like one slash mark from a sword. And it's healed over and scarred a little bit, um, but it looks like someone tried to like straight up lop their tail off. I think he didn't like I was trying to swim away. Does it look like uh, it still hurts? Or? It doesn't look like it was very deep, but it do- it looks more like it was a paper cut that's slowly okay. healing up. Oh, okay. Uh, when was the last time someone actually made it down here to you? Uh, not a lot. Most of them, I like. Most of them, they see the tail and they run away, and then oh, that makes sense. Um, there were a couple of people in shiny armor that came down here that I had to squish, but. No one, you guys are the first ones to like just walk and I heard you coming down and you guys didn't sound like you were trying to kill me so I kind of just waited. Yeah, we're kind of a group of idiots so I wouldn't worry too much about it. I wouldn't wouldn't be so mean to say that. You guys seem really nice. Yeah, Yeah, we're we're nice idiots. So uh, Steve, what are you? Um, so my mom was a dragon. Mm. But my dad... I don't really know what was a he donkey. is. He's a donkey. <laughs> Somebody once told me the world was gonna run me. <laughs> I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> she was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her gun in the shape <laughs> of an eye on her forehead. Well, well the stop coming, coming and they don't stop coming. coming. Patch of the world, we fuck everything running. inside and they all run. <laughs> they all run. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take Zamora aside and I'm going to say, uh, do you think Elsie might like a companion? A pet. Are you saying that to my fucking face right now? <laughs> Are you saying to my face after you watched me cast animal handling on this thing that Elsie... Elsie has Dan. <laughs> Elsie has everyone in the First party. Of all, Dan is Mike, and I, I think you should maybe not be so selfish, and maybe that would make you more attractive to Marcus. If and I, I procured for the child a dragon, like uh, what a good matron I would be. <laughs> Maybe so, like a contested charisma check. I don't know. So like, I want you both to roll. Uh, you roll persuasion. You roll. Both of you roll persuasion. Eleven. Seven. So, what do you want him to do? You actually have a really good point there. That my end game is to get Marcus to value me and maybe even like me. I think that I can, with my plus six in animal handling, animal handle him for the party. 
and obviously Elsie will ride him because she'll eat whoever gets near him whole. So, I'm hearing all this. I'm going to say, so, we're already kind of treading on thin water, having a bugbear. But he can swim. Yeah, but how are we going to bring him inland? Hey, Steve, uh, do you want to stay in this cave for forever? I mean, it's the safest place. It is if you don't have friends. If you have friends, you have the whole world you can go to. Um, also, if you leave this cave, you don't get attacked anymore. Yeah, no one will ever attack you again because I will make sure they don't, don't even get close to you. Um, and also, we eat a lot of food. What kind of food do you usually like? Um, I eat fish. Absolutely. Um, there's not a lot of fish inland, but uh, there's a lot of like, have you ever had deer? Have you ever had, had bugbear before? Okay, bugbear's not quite on the menu, but I can find some really good substitutions. Stop. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, owlbear. What's an owlbear? Better. Less fur, less, uh, less claws. Hootger. Um, I'm sorry. Wow, like, that was... Um, what did, what did he say he's had before? Fish. Fish, fish. and bugbear. Fish and bugbear. And bugbear. <laughs> um, as he says that, he goes, well, um, if you guys are my friends, then I guess, I guess I should, um, maybe tell you something about myself. What's up, Steve? What's up, buddy? Um. My name's Steve. Um, hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. And you watch as his tail slowly crawls around him, and you feel cold moisture build up, mm-hmm. and bubbles mm-hmm. start to come out from the porous uh, holes in the rock, mm-hmm. and it fills the room, and you all are blinded for just a second as these bubbles start to foam this soapy, uh, foamy wall around you and then all the bubbles pop and before you is a blue skinned blue haired um naked teenage humanoid figure um he still has two large tusks that come out from his mouth down his chin um he's got like the emo haircut where his sides are shaved but the top is really fluffy and it flops over oh he's got the full pidgeot full pidgeot um (laughs) And he's kind of like hunkered over himself because he's naked, um, but he has two uh, dragony scaled legs and then a human torso from the mid up, um, and he's still got like relatively clawed hands, um, and so he's got spouse. floppy feet. So we found a dragonborn, or we found Elsie's spouse. Hey, buddy, I take off my cloak and I I give it to him. Hey, here you go. You look cold, buddy. He wraps it around. He's like, so you asked if I had anything anyone else wanted. Okay, what you got? It seems like it's him. Um, my, my mommy put me in this cave because people kept trying to steal me. Um, and she kept saying that daddy thought I was an abomination. Mm. Where have I heard that word before? Zephyr's oh, no. eyes go <laughs> and look right at him. Daddy, abomination 
was the last and time then we I saw I assume it's been a while. Figured so. What does Daddy look like? He kind of and he gestures at himself and he's like, but without the teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, makes sense. But blue, but blue, and uh, face or tentacles. Uh, I think he had a face. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Um, okay, That's I was fine. really little. So you're just in this cave for your protection, buddy. Yeah, well, Mommy said don't leave, and so I don't leave. Where well, is Mommy? She um, she went to go face um, the scary one, mm-hmm. and um, she she's probably fighting it right now. Oh, the um, scary one died, buddy. Pretty sure scary one's gone. I'm pretty sure the scary one is the king, the angry one. Who knows? That was the one. Yeah, the, the scary one's gone, buddy. Um, oh. are, you want to go find your mom? We can bring you back to her and mm-hmm. make sure you're safe. Yeah, let's go yeah, for it. Is, um, let's bring another kid along. Sure. Is Zephyr having horrifying flashbacks? Another kid who's Zephyr is feeling yes, a do. shudder with him <laughs> as he has the same memory kind of flash in front of his face. Um, and he sees his mother's face very clearly. Um, and the word abomination like triggers a twitch in his left eye and his shoulder. Um, and he suddenly is remembered of a day when he was young and he was in a village with the human family and some of the other humans were looking at him and calling him weird and a freak. And your father kind of stepped up and put his hands on your shoulder and just kind of grabbed and was like, don't listen to him. they're just stupid kids. And so you guys are now at the base of a cave with a teenage boy in a cloak. Um, Elsie is on Lily's shoulders. And I think that's where we should stop this episode for the night. All right. Um, short rest. Um, I mean, that's up to you guys. You, uh, well, you got a really table of two hours. But will it? take longer than the boat will disappear from or because they said only two hours okay so then yeah let's just let's just stop the episode right here and, and come we'll, back we'll pick right up at the, the same one. point in time yeah me think so mm-hmm. uh, so let's go ahead and go around the table and see what everyone's thinking oh god i'm never going to find anyone zamora alone forever <laughs> <laughs> there's a fire burning within zephyr that he's never felt before and he really Enjoys it. And uh, what's going on with the music? Oh, uh, yeah, so we got a new thing. That's great. <laughs> and uh, that is all for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and uh, thank you for watching the episodes of Pokemon Trainers and Faerun. <laughs> Come back when we try and catch everything else on the goddamn planet. <laughs> And uh, that is all for this episode. Thank you very much, and have a good night. Bye. Good night. Thank you for listening. Dumbasses and Dragons is a weekly podcast set for new episodes on Friday and many episodes all about our characters and lore on Wednesday. Join us this Wednesday for our lore room where we get to dive into the backstory behind yours truly, the Prince of the Black Marsh, Tamer of Vampires, and Elsie's favorite, Yizik Gladescale. Tune in and hear how your favorite lascivious lizard got to be with this group of dumbasses. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.